WrestleMania week on That's What She Said podcast, so you know we've got a big WrestleMania show for you. This one is all wrestling as we go match by match. We preview the WrestleMania card tonight, WrestleMania coming up. Chad Cooper, Darren Zocali, and Andrew Champagne all team up for the WrestleMania round table. We spend uh, two and a half hours previewing the card there following that chad cooper joins for a preview of nxt stand and deliver and then we finish up recapping aew this is a full wrestling edition on that's what g said it's wrestlemania week so we had a we had to give you all the wrestling you can take here and we will get right on into it. Remember, all of our uh, shows here are presented by Better Than Vegas at BTV Bets. Go give them a follow on social media at BTV Bets. Flip those notifications on. We give you free content all the time. Live streams, game previews, gambling analysis, all sorts of props for every major sport, entertainment. BTV Bets, Better Than Vegas. Go give them a follow. Right now, we get into... Wrestling, Wrestlemania, it's our roundtable preview. It's the old wrestling rewatch coming together with This Week in Wrestling with Chad Cooper. All of the guys team up for a roundabout. Let's get into the Wrestlemania card. We had so much fun when we did it for the Royal Rumble that we had to bring everybody back for the Wrestlemania roundtable. We've got Darren Zocali and Andrew Champagne from the old wrestling rewatch. We've got Chad Cooper, Koopaloop. From this week in wrestling, we bring everybody together. By the end of this show, I'm going to be getting hit with a chair, and there's going to be a new faction coming uh, coming together. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to sacrifice myself. Uh, I'll I'll throw myself, and I'll, I'll uh, I don't mind putting you guys over just for the uh, the sake of the fans because we have a fun two night WrestleMania to discuss. Guys, can you believe that I'm actually going? To Dallas this weekend for a bachelor party, and I won't. I'm not going to be at WrestleMania. Oh, that's <laughs> so, like again. That 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 should be like against the law. It's so yeah, random. That's horrible. It's Just, that's so worst. It's random. Uh, and what's funny is my buddy, whose bachelor party we're going to, he is actually of my group of friends, one of the most serious wrestling fans. But it was something that was set up, you know, three or four months ago, and I don't. I think he just didn't even. Look at the weekend when it was And and you know about Six weeks ago I started like noticing I'm like wait what This is the weekend wow. we're going to Dallas And we're going to be in Dallas where there's Wrestlemania And we're not going to Wrestlemania What You guys hell? need to at least make a detour To WrestleCon or something I know I, I'm like, huh, maybe I stop. You, have, one you of those. have no event on the card Not like the, no. the, the Access WrestleMania nothing. store And nothing Nothing and I mean I'm wow. And I'm I'm gonna have to get some. I mean, I'm gonna have to pop this my way to something. Gino, we are going. To, we are going to squash your friend harder than WWE <laughs> is squashing Ricochet right now. I'm gonna have this to pop. This is horrible. One of those places. Yeah, so, so we're. I'm leaving early Friday, and I'm getting it out there on Friday. And then um, we have a an air like a big Airbnb that everybody's staying at. So. I'm sure I'll be able to watch a lot of the show and then by Sunday I'll be home for WrestleMania cuz I'm it's we're just staying Friday Saturday. I'm leaving early Sunday that way I can get back home and watch the rest, but it's so funny that Come I'm Come on guys, we're going to the bar. No, yeah. man. I'm in the middle of watching, you know. I know. Rousey, Rousey I, I, come on, man. There. I know. So at least I mean I got my phone. I can probably pull it up on and I, my one buddy that is uh having the party, he's uh 
he's a fan, so he won't he won't be offended while I'm uh, while I'm watching stuff. But it just seems so weird to not be there. I might have to stop it like on Saturday. Like, hey, uh, let's have a drink, a shot. Okay, see you later. I'm gonna go scalp a ticket. You know, I'll talk to you later. Scott, talk to you later. So uh, we plenty got plenty of good seats still available. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, so thanks uh, a ton, fellas, for coming together. I got to give you, you know, we have a lot of fun, but you three guys are such a big part of this show. Coming up on 300 episodes, I think we've done 70 editions plus of the uh, old wrestling. Syndication payoffs. Rewatch Coop Loop. <laughs> my man, you've been with me every week for the uh, this week in wrestling where we cover all the all the major wrestling stuff. So. I couldn't do it without you guys. I really appreciate it. I uh, always get great feedback and uh, the the listeners. You know, always... did that Amazon deal come through yet on the wrestling rewatch? Or yeah, it's coming. Here back on that. <laughs> it's coming. We're working on it right now. Uh, we'll be All getting right, the uh, our our billions. Our billions on the way soon. So don't you worry. As uh, okay, guys. So we were all talking about it. Let's. Before we get into the specifics, DZ, you mentioned you're not really a fan of the two night uh, two night status. That's what we've got this this year. So Friday, they actually do the like Friday WrestleMania SmackDown, where uh, unfortunately we don't even get an IC title match with Ricochet. With the that's going to be on Friday night. We're also going to get uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on Friday night. We get the Undertaker getting inducted into the Hall of Fame and a Vince McMahon. Hall of Fame speech, which I think a lot of people are actually really looking forward to, is one of the the, the big important uh, events of the weekend. And then just kind of tell us what your overall thoughts are, DZ. Yeah, well, I'll I'll start with the Intercontinental Title since since you raised that point. I think it is. I I'll put it to you this way: I am completely flabbergasted and just completely blown away that a title that has been so important to the wrestling industry. That has had matches at WrestleMania like Savage and Steamboat, like Piper and Brett, like Razor and Sean in the ladder match, like all the multiple different participant ladder matches in recent years and all the great moments. And in a year in which Scott Hall has passed away, where you had it put out on a platter for you, where you could have done, even if it was a a one-on-one ladder match in honor of Scott Hall where you have an athlete now that you put the intercontinental title on that would be explosive in that match. It, I am completely floored that there is no intercontinental title match at, at WrestleMania. Floored. I can't, I can't believe it. Um, I, Andrew, yeah, it is, it is a monumental dropping of the up. ball. In my well, and not only too, you got no IC title match. I mean, it looked like there were two or three different ways they could have gone with the U S title. And we don't have that on the card. We've got Finn Balor. Who's, being on who's in the picture for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and Andrew that's got to be something that's a major frustration when you look at I mean if you're making a list of the top 10 in-ring talents and probably of of like of the people the fans want to see do well Finn Balor and Ricochet would be on that list on both of those lists they would they would be in the Venn diagram the crossover of Awesome in ring and they just sort of have A connection with the fans even though Neither one of those guys would be thought of as like The greatest promo guys fans Genuinely want to see them do well So first of all I would Like to commend DZ for Not going into Stephen A. Smith Mode on the intercontinental title Match or, or lack thereof uh, I, I could see him sort of toe That line and get close but you were you, you mean yourself. I actually made coherent Sense and not just inconsistent That's- rambling Yes, that's true. Thank you. you. More more power to you for that one. 
<laughs> yeah, if this is just one of those things where you wonder what the heck is going on and who's making the calls that they are with regard to the secondary champions. Because look, we can all remember when the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title really meant something. There was a time where if you were the Intercontinental champion, you were the next guy. You were earmarked for a major push moving forward. They were going to see if you sank or swam with the secondary title. And if you didn't swim, there were a whole bunch of people ready to pick up the ball right behind you. That used to mean something. It sucks that it doesn't anymore. And if anything shows that more than the lack of importance on the one huge show of the year, I mean, my goodness, on just, a book two a night multi-way, hard. just book a multi-way ladder it match. It, it's not hard. Coop, there doesn't even need to be much story, right? I mean, you, there's a lot the of people. The title is the story. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are, are not on the card that you probably are going to slot into the, the Battle Royal or that you could have. I mean, heck, you could have taken the match that's the New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland and put that and Ricochet in the ladder match. Boom. There's a ladder match. Those five guys. It, it wouldn't have been hard. And it, I think it's a bummer for us because we, week in, week out, always talk about how we love Finn. We love Ricochet. We want to see them in big, mo- big moments, big spots. They get these titles, and it's just a complete afterthought. Well, here, here was my idea real quick. My idea was put the two titles both in the same ladder match. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You hang, you hang them both. And you have a mad scramble where they're both trying to get each title. Who's going to get which one? Who's mm-hmm. going to pull? You could have so much fun with that with the story. They did that. Yeah, they did something similar. Remember when they used to do the uh, like the Euro Continental angle yeah. and Jericho and those guys would have the the Intercontinental and the European Championship. So um, it's it's a bummer, Coop, that one of the first things we talk about when we talk about WrestleMania is two of our favorites that aren't even on the card. Yeah, I thought they could have went to the route where Ricochet versus Finn. Right, um, even that, sure. To, it, it, it be a, yeah, it didn't have to be a title versus title. I, you know, just imagine those two titles are not going to be on this show, but we're probably going to get several scenarios and segments over two days of this twenty four seven gimmick stuff. Yeah. You know, we had so we had multiple two, weddings. We, had, we, we had get two multi- weddings. We, we had two proposals. Um, and look, I like Los Lotharios. I really like those two guys. What, what did they do to get a shot at, at Ricochet in this title? I just think with WrestleMania, I I don't like this two day. I, I think this is what the second or third year in a row. Hopefully next year, the rumor is it's one day at SoFi out at your neck of the woods, Gino, even the Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal. Which I am a massive Andre the Giant fan. That really doesn't even mean a whole lot anymore. I mean, Cesaro are, has won it, right? Yeah, and, and the people that win it are you don't hear from anymore. It's by, by the way on the point of the two night versus one night. I know you originally brought that up, Gino, yeah, and I, yeah. I kind of skipped over it. Well, no, go ahead. WrestleMania WrestleMania Sunday is like Super Bowl Sunday, and I, I and I'm not saying it from the standpoint of the same number of people watch it, but for me, it was a day that I would have my son's friends come over, my friends come over, we order pizzas, we order food, everybody gets together. We're there from 4 o'clock in the afternoon until 12 o'clock at night. Everyone's having a blast, drinking beers, watching things, you know, having contests, who's going to win this match, what's going to happen here, doing different pools. I understand you could technically do that over two days, 
but it but it loses something. And on top of which, if I ever want to get on a plane and take my my family to go to WrestleMania, I, I got to pay for two two days worth of tickets for a family of four. Or now instead of spending eight hundred or a thousand, I got to spend two thousand. Well, my son's yeah. favorites on this night, but this is actually the better night to this one. I've got to kind of yeah. pick a few as I'm going this. I mean, that's a, that's a pain I, in the ass. I understand why they tried it and why they've done it. I do, I do. And because I will say, there there have been a few of those where, you know, you get to that like sixth hour where it's like, ah. It Darren, starts- you literally just got home from MetLife yeah, Stadium yeah, like 20 you know, minutes ago, yeah, right? Yeah, right, exactly. And and the, yeah. I so I can, I get it. I felt that. I know in looking at and maybe it's maybe it's feels different because I don't know. I think last year, the last couple of years, maybe are a little bit different because of the, the pandemic. And this feels sort of like the first year where it's going to be really, really two nights, sort of like everything and the week, all the week events. I don't but I just don't think let, let's for example, we only have one major men's title match. Right. So we don't even have the two. And that's a big match. But like there are. So we don't have a second men's major title match. We don't have an IC title match or a US title match on either night. Yeah. It's not as if some some years have felt like, oh wow, that show was long because there were a lot of things going that felt like they needed to be split into two nights. The way that it was built this year didn't quite feel that way. And Andrew was kind of getting at that too uh, when we were talking in the chat. And that I think if you honestly were to take out of there are fourteen matches listed. And you've got the KO show with Austin that's not listed as a match, but that's basically like a, a, a segment. So you've got like 15 between the two nights. And let's say if we were looking at something like nine to 10 and we took the best out of that and did make it into one card, I think Andrew would be looking at a lot more better. We'd be looking at the best built stories all the way through. And so we wouldn't feel like, Ah, maybe half of them aren't great because I do think that the top tier of the matches are going to be good and have been built pretty well. But then there's so many that you're just kind of like, oh, this was thrown together, or this is cool. But I think like what you said, it just sort of feels like it would be a match on a on a backlash or something, not necessarily a, a WrestleMania. Yeah. So here's the thing with the two nights versus one night thing. It all depends on what you've got going on and how much of it there is because. I don't care how good a WrestleMania is. Gino, Darren, I need you to get in a state of mind where I say the following words. We're going to rewatch WrestleMania from MetLife Stadium for six <laughs> hours. What would you do? I, I know. Yeah. I, 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 just, I understand that. No, You're yeah. just not going to rewatch that. Nobody wants to go through a six-hour show. But then I don't have Triple H in a 37-minute match. Oh, well, that's the other thing, too. <laughs> you know? it's, ma- it's making efficient use of the time that you have, but that's a very delicate dance. And what I'm going to point out is a couple of years ago, more than a couple of years ago already, my goodness, but the WrestleMania in Arizona where HBK Taker 2 happened, where HBK wound up retiring, every match on the undercard went six to eight minutes. I remember CM Punk and Rey Mysterio had probably the best five or six minute match you're ever going to see, but it was five or six minutes. There was no time for anyone to actually do anything because there were so many things crammed into this period of time. So it becomes this balancing act where WWE has so much content going on every single day of the week 
and only X amount of hours to put stuff in. What I'm worried about is when they go back to one night, if it's a case where all of the matches are now suddenly six to eight minutes, so as to make room for everything. And if everything is meh, doesn't that mean the show itself has a mass ceiling? Look, in a perfect world, it would be one night. It would be a four-hour show that's perfectly booked. There wouldn't be any fat. And personally, I like the fact that the Hall of Fame would have its own night on Saturday night. I think doing that after SmackDown on a Friday, late at night, sort of makes it seem like an afterthought. And I think the Hall of Fame is way too cool to be an afterthought. I mean, this year, my goodness, you can make an argument that the most must-see event of the entire weekend is a continuation of a 25-year feud between Scott Steiner and a live microphone. Yeah, and Coop, <laughs> we like these days are going to be long too because on Saturday it's going to end up being NXT during the day. You and I are going to uh, preview that show a little later on in the week. But so for anyone that's in the area that wants to go, I mean, think about that. You'd have a NXT show in the day on Saturday, and then you go to a, a full night of WrestleMania with. Seven matches carded plus the KO show with Austin So you know it's going to be a a long event After you've already had the event in the day With the big one coming on Sunday Then maybe even Monday Like that's a lot uh, That's a ton that they're trying to squeeze in For just a few days If I may jump in here really quick guys Also don't forget there's a ton of independent shows GCW Mm -hmm. is booking shows at midnight For goodness sake You could literally Go on one hell of a bender using whatever substance you want that keeps you staying awake for three days and hit up all of these wrestling shows. I would not advise that behavior. He, he means I coffee, mere, everybody. But you I could. Means coffee. He's saying you could. It's I'm possible. saying it's possible. Not anyway, Chad, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt, but Gino talking about the pack schedule, I had to at least bring that up. No, you you bring up a good point. That's what makes WrestleMania weekend fun is to see all these other promotions especially indie promotions, start running shows on Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You have the collective uh, Ring of Honor. Tony Khan has got Ring of Honor now running a show this weekend. Um, There's a lot to ingest. And and then you have the the Raw on Monday, which is the most, figuratively, the, the most important Raw of the year, the Raw after Mania on Monday. It's a lot. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a one-gay a one day guy, right? I, I, I just, if you look back to other WrestleManias, you know, <laughs> that was about, you were about to say something pretty funny right there. You were, <laughs> your, your words got, your words yeah. got tumbled and you were about to go. That, that, that could have, that could have been tremendous. That, you were about to go in a funny direction right there. <laughs> I was going to go in a, a real wild direction here. Um, <laughs> Chris Rock, Will Smith, nothing uh-huh, about yep. the promo I was about to cut. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I just think that uh, this just waters it down for me. I, I, I'm okay with the five, six, seven-minute WrestleMania matches. We're used to those. Uh, I, I've been to two Manias, both in Houston. Uh, I, I've seen the great TLC matches, Angle, Benoit, Taker, Triple, you know, Triple H, 30 minutes, and then see a seven, eight-minute match. I, I just think now with, with two nights, you're splitting it up, and some of these matches – do they even need to be on WrestleMania? Does Drew McIntyre really need to go no. one-on-one with Happy Corbin? No, really? Well, now just, that he's lost his sword, he does. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I just, look, 
and Becky Bianca. I, I, look, that could be a hair versus hair main event. And, and w- will it go in that direction? I don't know. I don't think we'll find out anything on SmackDown. But we have we have two gals wanting to cut each other's hair. I, I think is magnificent. Magnificent. Uh, I can't even talk tonight. I'm, I'm, I, I'm just. I'm frustrated at Scott the way Steiner, WWE, ladies and gentlemen. I know, Scott. <laughs> don't let, let me start uh, adding in some math equations, and then we're all going to be in trouble. I, the I numbers just, don't lie. It's no disaster for Chad <laughs> Cooper on that's what she said. <laughs> I don't like the, the two point. women. Yeah, I, I don't like the two women's matches on one show. I, yeah. I, I don't like that. I, I just think it's, and I'm a big wwe homer ask gino i defend them as much as i can but I, i'm a little frustrated into going into this weekend well part of being a homer is, is also calling, calling it like it is clear sure. stakes yeah um and and i i think for for my thoughts to just put a bow on, on this topic is i understand the thought process behind the two days i understand there's a lot of talent in the roster i understand you don't want to leave people out and you also don't want to cram it in and make it not what it should be. And you also don't want to have the thing go for nine hours. But if you're going to spread this thing out over two days, you can't tell me that you're not having an intercontinental and a U.S. title. That's match. that's you can't have you can't yeah. have it both ways. No, you can't tell Precisely. me you're going to you yeah. can't tell me you're going to do this over two days to accommodate everything and then and not then have everything. two major titles are, are not included. Makes no, no, no sense. No. And you 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 you're hitting it. If you're trying to serve everybody and you want to get everybody on the card, you're not even doing that. That's that's the problem I have with this particular year because if you gave me a ricochet ladder match and then a Finn anything in Finn somewhere, oh, that we'd feel really good about yeah. what was was going. At least feel like ah, uh, you know, it's going to be long, but sure, like they're going to be. We three were or- talking when 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 they put belts on Finn and Ricochet. We I forgot what show we it was after, but we said this has some serious potential now. Yep. Yep. You know, you got a belt on Finn, you got a belt on Ricochet, you got you got Brock Roman, you got the two Ronda women's Charlotte, matches that are gonna Becky be good. Bianca. This this could be some show. And then it's like, why did you even do the title changes? Yeah, why another... did you even take the belts off the guy if you're not utilizing them at WrestleMania? It makes no to sense. To be fair, really quickly, and Gino, I think, has made this point a couple of different times in a couple of different places. Thankfully, they took a belt off of Sami Zayn so that Johnny Knoxville <laughs> yeah. was not in a title match at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Um, on that note, I think they got it right. And also, before we go much further, the one thing that I want to clarify, because I'm going to be hard on WWE at some points during this show, the wrestling action is not my concern. Most of the matches this weekend are going to range from fine to outstanding. They're going to be a lot of fun from bell to bell. That's not my concern. My concern is how we got there. And unlike in some years of our youth, where guys were so over that the story didn't necessarily matter, there are two guys that fit that description. They're facing each other. That story is fine. But then you go down the list and you get guys that aren't over enough to justify the stories that they've been given and to make chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what. We'll talk a little bit more about that paradox as we move forward, but there are some good matches on this show. Look, Styles and Edge are going to deliver. It's what they do. You're not going to be disappointed there. Bianca and Becky are going to deliver. That one's going to be fine. But my goodness, you look at that card, and I can't help but think of the refrain from millions and millions of parents 
every day when their kids do something stupid. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, see, like I'll be able to pick as we go through, but I think you're I think you're being a little hard because when we look at the eight, so let's go to night one. We're gonna talk uh, night one and what we've got listed. So we've got seven matches listed. We've got plus the KO show segment with Austin. The thing that I don't like is the whole trying to get a match at WrestleMania. That that like I understand trying to get a title match at WrestleMania. I can get that. I understand getting a title match, but just for a lot of these guys and gals that we, so you're just not going to have a match at WrestleMania. We're supposed to believe there's one match at WrestleMania. We all know it's two nights. Like Vince was, Vince told Seth Rollins in the segment what we were all thinking. Like, why didn't you just come and ask me who you wanted to wrestle? (laughs) It's like, it's two nights. You know, you're going to be on the show. You're one of the top talents. I hope. I hope they do something with this though that they throw you a curveball before you get the fastball down. Hundred percent. You get Shane O'Mac yeah. first, and then Cody. Yeah. Rose. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like a That's quick. One like a qu- no, seriously. But yeah. yeah, like a quick, like like a quick squash, and everybody's like, "Oh, come on, Elias!" And then it's Cody. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I then, want yeah. the heat to get built up. So, yeah. do we think? Okay, so let's start there. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, and Andrew, you were kind of dancing around this point too. I do think it's been. I mean, we gotta we can give WWE crap for this because they decide what they're going to do, right? They're setting this up. But two of their major matches on Raw were basically having to be built one way. You know, KO was cutting promos on a guy who wasn't there on Austin, and that was getting a lot of TV time over the last month. And Seth Rollins was doing the same thing. It was Seth Rollins' quest to find a match. There was nobody coming back at him. And I do think both of those guys did it. An admirable job I think as best of a job as you can do In a situation where you're literally Like we've seen CM Punk try to do the same thing With The Undertaker and in DZ It's not an easy thing to do When you're doing what Seth was doing And we're kind of rolling our eyes a little bit And it, I'm a little I'm a little bummed because About a month, six weeks ago It was like, oh wow, Seth coming out of that Royal Rumble match with Roman He felt like he was like right up on the level with Roman Almost again, not quite there But as close as anybody else in the company was to him. And then they threw him to the wolves immediately. Like Brock just crushes him at Elimination Chamber. And since then, he's still doing good work, but he's losing a little bit. And he doesn't feel like he's quite there. All that being said, Cody's gonna come out. It's gonna be a crazy pop when it does. And this will be a good match and good energy. So what do you what do you think about how it's been built? Where do you think this goes? You think this kicks off the show? Give us uh, some of your thoughts on the Seth versus TBA, which we're all just knowing it's Cody Rhodes. I, I my my thought process with with the lineup, I would have thought maybe the the Becky Bianca match might kick off the show, um, and bookend maybe bookend with the with match the women. with the women. Yeah, I was uh, thinking maybe actually the SmackDown tag titles, and you get Rick Boogs out there to pump up the crowd. Could do that too. Yeah, could do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think they're gonna waste the quote unquote surprise on the first match. Um, even though it's the worst surprise in the history of wrestling. Um, but yeah, I, I, I imagine that they're going to throw you some kind of a swerve and make you think that Cody's not really there. There's a variety of different things that they could certainly do. Um, I don't like the, the way that they've built this up. I mean, the Seth Rollins, you, you can argue Seth, Seth Rollins has had more huge WrestleMania moments in the last five, six years than anybody, you know, I mean, between the, 
heist of the century and cashing in on on Lesnar and, and the Roman. second best RKO in history. The second best <laughs> RKO in history. Yes, yes. Uh, beating beating Brock at the uh, longest WrestleMania in history to kick off the show. I mean, he has had some tremendous moments. So this idea that Seth is going to be satisfied hosting a television segment and fighting Kevin <laughs> Owens for the right to do that. Um, for me, that's a little wonky. I think it diminishes Seth Rollins' uh, stature in the company. I think this is something that, and I, I'm not going to, I'm not putting down the Miz, Gino, but this this whole storyline would fit somebody like the 100%. Miz more. No, it is than a, than a Seth Rollins. It yeah. is. It's it's a little more it's a little more showy, right? That it is for Seth as a guy who's who's he's been doing some decent. Like I don't mind this character version of him of some of the recent ones. I actually think the guy that he is right now is better than like. Uh, what he was doing before the Messiah stuff, I didn't like quite as much. So, uh, Coop, Beck, uh, we're talking Seth Rollins, Cody. We've been waiting. We sort of thought Cody was going to show up a few weeks ago in uh, in Jacksonville, but we didn't get that. And now it looks like they're not going to even advertise him. We just all know he's going to be there. So this is kind of funny to do because they've. It's it's not like when John Cena was calling out the Undertaker because we we knew that the Undertaker was going to show up. Here it's not Seth isn't calling anyone out. So we as wrestling fans and everyone on this podcast and everyone listening to this podcast knows we're talking about Cody. But there's going to be a lot of people out there that are watching that that wouldn't know who Seth means or wouldn't really know who the the special guest is going to be. So it's sort of a different way of doing it here. Yeah, I I don't like it either. I mean, he loses to KO for a chance to host a show with Steve Austin. And then he loses a match with AJ Styles for a chance to work Edge. And Edge I don't like that either. Who's already attacked AJ Styles and cut these promos. And then he's in that. And then when is the last time that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch have lost on the same pay-per-view? Because, I, I mean, if, if Cody Rhodes is the guy, which... We all assume he is He's going to go over Seth Rollins And I think we are all under the agreement That this is Bianca's time as well I think she's the heavy favorite To beat Becky You know, it's going to be a fine match It's just the build Um, Maybe we'll forget about all of this On Saturday night I I would assume this is probably Going to be And then if it's good If it's good, we will not remember it as much And that's that's fair, right? Like if the match is great And then moving forward Andrew, uh, I think I think moving forward, you're getting you're getting Cody Rhodes filling a an authority light or an authority 2.0 type of role. I think yeah, Cody I is going to be I think Cody is going to be like Triple H light where he's going to get he's going to get some kind of a management type role in addition to working in the ring. And they're going to mm-hmm. go on that kind of a kind of a uh, storyline with him, I think, especially Andrew? since Vince is yeah, picking. His opponent, right? I mean, Vince has right. told Seth, mm-hmm. I am picking your opponent. This, I, I totally agree on that. That could be a way of doing it. So, Andrew, I mean, this is one of the most intriguing things of the weekend. It's just we're all waiting for Cody to come out. And, yeah, these two guys will be great. It's interesting because Seth has been sort of the, uh, the, the, the company-carrying guy for a while, right? He's the one who, when everyone would talk about AEW, he would jump on and talk about how WWE is the best or this is that. I'm the best in the world. And so, you know, did this 
I wonder how they are going to present Cody Because like as Darren was saying Do you think that's how he ends up coming in As sort of like a Vince's hand-picked guy And he's, you know, maybe uh, kind of a heelish Come out maybe and get the pop obviously at Mania But do you think he's presented in the, the coming weeks as a heel Give us some of your thoughts on all this Here's why I don't think this works I'm going to compare this to something we saw I think it was five years ago. When was the WrestleMania that New Day hosted in uh, in Florida? Five years ago, uh, right? It was uh, Orlando, 32, yes. 33. But the Hardys so, returned, right? They, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. They, they all sort of blend together, so forgive me a little bit. But, yes, the Hardys come back. Now, we had heard rumblings that maybe they were coming back. There was nothing concrete. There was nothing out there that said, okay, the Hardys have signed. They kept that as close to the vest as they possibly could have. And when New Day came out in their wrestling gear to say that the match was now a fatal four-way, the crowd was buzzing, nobody knew what was going on, and they figured, okay, worst-case scenario, New Day's going to come down, we know they can work, this is going to be fun, whatever. And then the Hardy Boys music hits, and I think you can still hear the pop. There's none of that here. Cody Rhodes left AEW more than a month ago. Now, there was always going to be a little bit of a lag time. It wasn't going to be a case where they were going to bring him on TV right away. Having said that, by acting as though there is any mystery here, I would argue that to a certain degree, WWE is disrespecting the audience. Because anybody who has followed AEW at all whatsoever, knows that Cody Rhodes, one of the guys that helped build the company, isn't there anymore, and he's going to the other well, guys. I think I think the only way they disrespect the audience is if he doesn't show up at WrestleMania. Maybe, yeah. but at the same time, it is like, okay, come on. But, 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 how is, but how is it different than what AEW did with CM Punk? Well, while that's true... As long as you deliver. Things, well, here's, here's the other thing. Like... Isn't this a sign of how far wrestling media has come and how little we're surprised anymore? Well, well let me ask you this. It isn't that on Vince? But isn't that, isn't that on Vince? Like, I mean, if they were able to hold the Hardys close enough to the vest, when, when, why didn't Vince personally handle this with Cody, had a meeting with a select few amount of people with Cody and said, this doesn't leave this room. You know, get Cody on conference call. This valid question. This yeah. If and anybody, and, yep. if any, if if this leaks, I know it's coming from somebody Please in say this it. room. Please yeah. say it. Please say and it. You're fired. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And and Darren just nailed it. That's my thing there. Also, here's the thing that I'm going to pose to you. That's going to sound like Andrew going conspiracy theory off the rails. What if Cody's penance for the one-way feud against Triple H is that he loses at Mania, which nobody <laughs> wants to see, but no, let's it, just be real. WWE would absolutely do that. Well, Vince would do that, right? Because I don't think, I think Vince would be the one, like the rest of WWE would be like, Vince, don't do that, right? Like the, anyone that's, that's smart would if say- If they do that, it is the most short-sighted thing they could possibly do because then- Anybody who wants to come over from yeah, AEW to WWE will see that a precedent has been set 
but never let it be said that Vince isn't petty when he wants to. There's, mm. there's also, there's also a collateral damage problem with that. Right. Yeah. You yeah. destroy Seth Rollins if you do that. Yeah. The crowd will rebel against him going over in that spot. And somebody would have to sit down with Vince and say, not only do you kill Cody, issue, yeah, and kill anyone Cody, that ever is going to come from that company. Show, yeah. But now, anybody who ever wants to come here thinks that they're going to get, you know, uh, that they're going to have to job in a big spot. But on top of all that, the guy that has been loyal and true and trustworthy to you all this time, Seth Rollins, you may think you're putting him over, but you're actually going to bury him because the yep. guy is going to come out on Monday Night Raw tomorrow night and he's going to get an eight minute long Roman's Reign, Roman Reigns type reaction after yeah. he beat The Undertaker. Yeah. Precisely. Now, the one thing I will say to end this on a positive note, they're going to tear it up. This match yeah. is going to be he, awesome. Oh, yeah. He's going to get and a huge know, reaction, yes. too, because with that crowd at Mania that's like waiting for it, right? Okay, here's my question. What music is played? <laughs> Hopefully it's not Stardust. Stardust. <laughs> well, no, because I was thinking, do you play, does he, do they play the American Dream music? That's what I'm hoping. I mean, because I Cody's cannot... music isn't like, Oh, you're only smoking mirrors. Like, what is like, what is Cody's music? You know like, what I mean? Like, what they, like, well, they might play Kingdom, and the th reason for that is this is a really fun fact that not a lot of people wind up knowing. The same people that did Kingdom did Miz's theme song too. It wouldn't necessarily be a shock if they let him do that, but I would love to hear them play common man boogie as yeah. as cody comes out i think that would be a really cool thing that pays cody and the Rhodes family an appropriate amount of respect cody getting the payday with the polka dots going to the pay window pay window <laughs> give, us some, <laughs> give us some final thoughts on this one where, where you think it goes I, I i don't i don't see the polka dots i don't know as long as we don't see a, a mabel you know, come out, I, you know, the match is going to be fantastic. Um, that's why I see it, um, later on in the night, they'll hold on to this. I like a swerve or two. If, if you weren't going to bring him out in Jacksonville, um, as I said, a couple of weeks ago, then just who would wait be someone like, right? who would it be like Ellsworth? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, who would be someone that could come out at the beginning? Oh, oh, Hornswoggle, Santino, Gilberg, yeah. Yeah, one of those that that would be funny. I like that DZ. I like that call too. So, uh, but by the way, let's let's ask this question to everybody. What? So, one part, one one interesting layer to this is that for for me anyway, the guy who led the revolution against I won't say against WWE, but the revolution against the fact that WWE is the end all be all of professional wrestling, mm -hmm. and said we're going to do things differently. We have a different approach. We're going to show that there's another way to be a successful wrestling company, yada, yada, yada. What does it say overall that the first guy to cross back over the party line is that guy, is the guy that originally led I the know. revolution away from it? I find I it fascinating. Uh, I've got a theory here, and it's going to wind up getting me a fair amount of flack, I think. I, I, I think I think I know what it is, and I think I'm going to agree with it. Go ahead. It's just Cody. I mean... You look at AEW's roster, and the reason that Cody, I don't want to say got shunted down the card, but took a different role, isn't because he got worse. It's because a lot of guys stepped up and wound up superseding him. And 
when what you're ultimately going to wind up with is Cody's a very good worker. He's developed a lot as far as on the stick and being a good promo. But ultimately, at some point, you are what you are. And if WWE wanted to pay him tons of money, they probably made him big promises as far as how he was going to be booked. I have to imagine, I don't know if the words creative control are in the contract, but I would have to imagine that Cody has an active say in the things he is doing and, you know, wrestling in and cutting promos about on the television shows. Ultimately, you know what? It's, it's just Cody. And and even it, I wouldn't be shocked if it's because we're all kind of assuming that. Right. And people I've heard people say, well, how about NXT? Right. Triple H isn't around. Maybe Cody can go in and make some decisions there. Dusty had a big role in NXT. You know, there's a lot of things that would make sense. Maybe it's like if you ever hear Dusty talk about the time period when he came to WWF, he actually says that Vince came to him and said, hey, look, like, I'm just going to pay you a lot of money. You go out there and get over and don't worry about any of the other stuff. Maybe it's something like that. Who knows? I mean, maybe it is Mm -hmm. where he's like, I'll pay you more money here to have a lot less stress about. Is it it possible that this was Cody's plan the whole time? I don't think so. Is it possible that, you know, that that Cody was frustrated and where he was with WWE and said, if I want to become a major guy, I need to go out and do something different, did something different with the intent that at some maybe point it down the line. Yeah, and maybe it wasn't like when he left WWE, I'm going to starting this company, right? No, but no, but he, I'm going he to He wanted do to go something. out and prove myself that I'm right. a worker, that I can cut promos. Remember, he had but his list in, of everything he wanted to do, all the guys, the matchups but, on the Indies. But also, but also in the back of his mind, in doing so, potentially that leading at some point to the run in WWE that he yep. felt he never got. Yeah, absolutely. So my thing with that, you had me up until he comes back because I don't think he does everything he did against Triple H with the sledgehammer to the throne and all of this big dramatic stuff that honestly didn't look good. Like you understood why that is kind of cringy, but at some point it just became let's bash people over the head with the fact that Cody left WWE to go find greener pastures, whatever. I don't think going back to WWE was the end game. Do I think he absolutely said, I'm not going to be a star here. I need to show people that I am a star and I need to go elsewhere in order to do it. Absolutely. No doubt about that at all whatsoever. Do I think the end game was him coming back? I don't know. Because when you look at AEW's roster, when they launched, it was pretty thin outside of a couple of big names, and Cody was one of the big names. But then you had John Moxley coming on board. Then you had guys from the indie circuit who within a month were gigantic stars. Eddie Kingston, for goodness sake, came out of absolutely nowhere, okay? Then you had guys like CM Punk coming back. Then you had a couple of other guys rising away. Yep. Daniel Bryan being there, Adam Cole, baby. And for, Um, he he was, and at the point, he was Roman Reigns before Roman Reigns turned heel. In that, he was one of the more polarizing characters when you'd come out. Because half the crowd was like, oh, we like Cody. We're Cody fans. And then the other half was like, 
God, this is they, they hated Cody, they hated Brandy, and if and I don't, we never know what was really going on behind closed doors, but you were getting the sense that Cody didn't want to turn heel, or he wasn't really what he ha, what his plans for himself were different from what Tony thought the plans were for him, and then the crowd didn't know what the hell to do. He had a couple promos that were like, "Oh, that was cool. What were you auditioning for a movie or something? Because that doesn't fit your character at all." Like the booking was bad too. Yeah, remember, horrible. remember the, remember he lost early on where he could never. Oh, and and that was know? stupid. The the title thing that it, was one of the just, dumbest yeah. things ever. It, it wasn't was, a fit. Right yeah, off the bat, he there. lost any opportunity to ever win that title back, or to even. If I may jump in, the one thing they did really, really well. I will defend AEW to the death on this. Is Cody did the right thing on his way out the door. His last match it was. was Probably my favorite Cody match of his AEW tenure where he made Sammy Guevara into a legitimate single star. Props to Cody for that. He's a pro, you know, in the family. He was always going to do, I think he was always the type that would do the right thing. And uh, yep. Cody Rhodes, we will see. Go ahead, DZ. I don't know. That was Andrew. Oh, was that? Okay. I was going to say, I thought I, I, heard, I thought I heard a voice. Uh, I hear voices in my head. I'm Randy Orton. You know, I like, hear voices <laughs> in my head. <laughs> so that's. Uh, bro. Bro, yeah. that's that's one of the uh, matches That's on night two, we'll get to that one In just a moment, while we continue on Through night one, let's get to The Mysterios versus The Miz And Logan Paul And see, like, this I, I have no problem with this match As a low-level WrestleMania match This this to me is a fine Bottom-of-the-card for Mania match It's, it's actually been Sort of de- decently Built, because Logan and Miz are great together. Logan, for as as kind of eye rolling as that guy is, and and the Pauls are, he fits really well in the wrestling world because people just love to hate him. You just want to see him get his face punched. They called him Lucha Logan the other day. He had the mask <laughs> on. That actually popped me. I thought that was pretty funny. And I don't love what they've been doing with the Mysterios for a while, but the Mysterios as a tag team on a big stage, getting over crowd will like them like this. It'll serve a purpose You have a 10 minute tag match with these two guys You have the baby faces go over And the crowd happy to see it And you, you know you have Miz and Logan You know get popped in the face So f- like DZ of like a low level mania match You get a, a celebrity in I'm fine with it But the the problem the, the problem I have isn't with the way this match Has been built in this particular match It's just more of like it feels like they've just been running in place with the Mysterios for so long. They they like teased that they were going to turn and then they stopped. They teased it before the Rumble and then they stopped. They keep like teasing and then they go backwards on it. And I actually liked when they went down to NXT the other day and Dominic kind of interacting in NXT. He sort of like maybe we see him go there or do we see Dominic with a mask moving forward? I don't like the I have no problem with the match. I just don't like the stuff that's been going on with the Mysterios in particular. Yeah, I, I agree with that point. The, the, you know, this is one of those fun celebrity things that, I mean, I have no idea, you know, what he's going to be able to do in the ring. These things can go completely one way or completely the other day. You know, the, the other way, the Bad Bunny match, who knew that that guy was going to be able to to do the stuff that he that he did? That was obviously extremely entertaining. But at the same time, it could go completely uh, in the opposite direction. So we'll have to see the, the thing that, that irked me uh, that I thought was kind of ridiculous um, was just two nights ago on Monday where the Mysterios are just beating up the Miz 
and Logan Paul's just standing there watching. And the announcers are even like ripping him like, dude, your tag team partner's getting his ass kicked in the ring. And you're just standing there. <laughs> like, and I didn't understand like how you're supposed to be building a fight when the guy who's supposed to be a part of the fight is just, just not- watching his partner partner get his get- <laughs> Yeah. Splash, frog splash from here, frog splash from there, 619 here, 619 there. And every time it, a guy hits a move, you can just see you just going, oh, damn. Oh, man. Like, what are you kidding? Like, what was the point of that? I, so that that kind of threw me for a loop. But, I mean, I hope it's good, you know. But like I said, with the celebrity things, you never know. I know he's been in training. I've seen some videos and some pics online. It looks like he's putting work in. So let's hope it uh, it turns into something decent. Coop Loop, what do we think here with uh with Miz? And, and and Paul here. Well, I, you know, Paul's been, I mean, doing these gimmick boxing matches, and I and I say gimmick uh, very loosely here. It, you know, making millions and millions of dollars fighting these guys that used to be in the UFC, Tyrone Woodley, and all this good stuff. I, I don't know if he's connected very well with the WWE universe. Yeah, I, I agree. I he, I, I, I like it, and I think he's here. done a good job. But I don't know if the audience cares as much maybe yeah, they don't as much as they punched. did yeah. yeah as much as they did with bad bunny coming last year with damian priest uh i i just I, i'm sure it'll be okay this is something probably where the miz takes all the bumps uh logan will get a couple of shots in um and the mysterios will go over one two three i did find it very uh interesting that uh i was taking a look at the the odds here at wrestlemania and the uh, the mysterios weren't so much as a heavy favorite as some of the other ones, but you know, maybe they're trying to get some Logan Paul money. I don't know. I, I just, it, it's, you got to have a couple of big uh, celebrity reality star, you know, types. Remember when, you know, Snooki was involved. <laughs> I'd <laughs> rather not Chad, <laughs> you know? So this, this is the Snooki moment, I guess with Logan Paul. I, I don't see what he adds. I just think there's been a disconnect with him, I, I mean, I just there's nothing really other than watching, you know, Miz get his get his skull cracked by the Mysterious. I just thought we were gonna have Ray versus Dominic at WrestleMania, so I'm really like, eh, whatever. Andrew, what do you think about this one? So the match is gonna be fine for what it is. It's there's gonna be comedy, there's gonna be shenanigans, and. Rey Mysterio's a pro. The Miz is a pro. It'll be fine. Dominic just does nothing for me. I'm sorry. He does absolutely nothing. He's so bland. He's just very bland. That's not to say he's terrible. But it's not to say he won't get there at some point. It's just like, you know, the only reason he's there is because of his last name. And it's, I imagine this is how people felt in Texas when Mike Von Erich was in main events. Oh, wow. He does it, the 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 one thing to me that just stands out the most because I think throughout the bulk of the match, like I don't notice him being bad. Dominic, he's he's just he's, there. He's, he's, he's just there. Fine. He's just there. He's yep, fine. Exactly. When I do notice it is when he goes to do the six one nine. It's slow, right? It's really slow. Really slow. It's yep. so slow, and it yep. compared. And he'll be doing it while Ray is simultaneously doing it like super speed. You know, and Ray's like so comfortable. So it's unfortunate. It's like Ray, I'm, by the way, looks great. I know. He's, uh, 
He looks amazing. The guy's in his mid-40s. And if you remember five or six years ago when he left WWE, a lot of people thought he was, he was done. done. And that he was, was getting a little we chunky a little before he went to Lucha Underground there, like a little around the, the midsection. But man, this guy's got a lot of miles and he still goes. He still goes. And, and look, comparing Dominic to Ray when they're both in the ring is probably a little unfair to Dominic, but it's just a lot about this doesn't mesh with me. If you're going to do I, the moves that his, that your father does, you're going to get compared to him. That's exactly. exactly. Now, yeah. can I tell you what would pop me? What would pop me really hard Please. is if Miz and Logan attacked Dominic backstage before the match and Bad Bunny came out as Rey Mysterio's <laughs> mystery partner. <laughs> that would be freaking awesome, wouldn't no, it? No, that would be much better than what Don't. we have now, yes. Well, Dominic's gonna is he gonna wear a mask. Somebody out there, hire me, hire me to run your territory. See, <laughs> the the best thing would be, but I don't think they would do this at WrestleMania. But if Dominic yeah. turns heel, yeah. I'd at yeah. least be interested in him. Yeah, you know, in like I'm done with you, Dad. I've been in your shadow yeah. for far too long. Leave it for tomorrow gonna... night. The, you know, the night after Mania on Raw. Yeah. That if they cool. lose, maybe they lose, and that happens there. Does Dominic come out with a mask on? You know, and then. Something they lose or I don't But if he's turned He's just such He's bland He's not good on the stick He doesn't say anything interesting He's just like the son that's there And he's not fantastic in the ring So he's literally just like A pawn um, That If you You gotta make him more interesting You gotta um, And this was a match that uh, That You know Should be fine Should be fun As long Just don't Just you know Give this thing 10-12 minutes It'll be fine. Don't don't have this go twenty five minutes or like make it way longer than it needs to be. This, you know, another one that Drew McIntyre happy Corbin with Mad Cat Moss. It just doesn't feel like this is a WrestleMania match. That's all. It, and I like Corbin. Man, I love. We all loved the gimmick that they had with Corbin earlier in the year when he was the loser, and and then they just sort of they went the other way and they never really gave him the. The comeuppance mo- or the like the full circle moment where the crowd was starting to get behind him. He could have been a cool baby face for a little while and then you turned him back, but they didn't do that. They put him with Madcap Moss. And I will say, Madcap Moss, he's annoying, but he's sort of grown on me a little bit. He's not that bad in the ring. He's got a really, really fantastic look from a physique standpoint. I'm sure Vince loves that. And he's goofy as hell. He's he's a fine, like lackey. These guys, think about it They put Drew McIntyre out Where we weren't sure if he was going to be able to return for the Rumble And they've been feuding all the way through yep. All the way through The same guys It's yeah. it's just never stopped He just had a two-on-one handicap match on SmackDown why, So why do Friday. we care about seeing a one-on-one match When we just saw these guys two-on-one in a handicap match? Yeah, and they it, said that Happy Corden is undefeated since his, his the gimmick win, change you know, or the gimmick change horrible, horrible. I, I like Drew. I know you don't really have a, much for him right now, but th- like, wouldn't these three guys in Ricochet in a ladder match would have been so much more fun with Sheamus and Ridge or Kofi or Xavier and combinations of all of those guys? So Coop, we were starting to talk here. It's just I like Drew, but. This feels like very not, like nothing for him. Doesn't feel like a match. It, it, we're we're so used to seeing them interact over and over and over for months now. I hope 
get, get Angela, just just stab him <laughs> with a sword and let's get out of here, right? <laughs> yeah, this, this I, I, I don't, you know, how long does this go? I think McIntyre is probably your biggest chalk of the two nights there. I just, and I'm a huge Baron Corbin fan. Uh, this has been a horrible character change for him, and, and hopefully it ends on Saturday night. DZ, where are you going here? Yeah, I, I think this is probably as close to a squash match as there is on the card. Uh, I don't know how long you have to make this go, but this is uh, – I remember, remember like the Roman Reigns-Corbin feud that went on forever? Um, oh, this is God, that similar. was horrible. Yeah. yeah this is kind of similar. It's getting to that point. Obviously, this is – well, I won't say obviously because I thought this thing was over four times already. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think Drew obviously goes over and, and everybody – can move on from this hopefully drew goes on to bigger and better things and they can you know corbin is a is a great worker and one of the things that we've talked about guys got the most protected finisher in wrestling never nobody nobody kicks out of that bad boy the main roster nobody has ever kicked out of end of days ever it's amazing yeah the the one guy that did was samoa joe and nxt NXT. and that was years and years and years and years ago my God, it feels like that's how long this storyline's been going on. <laughs> you're you're telling me that this is the best you have for Drew McIntyre? No. A guy who was your main about, event. Yeah. Think about where he was just two years ago after winning the Royal Rumble and knocking Brock Lesnar out of it. That guy looked like the biggest star on the planet, and now he's just another guy. I mean... I understand that WWE is promoting the brand rather than the people. And I I get some of the logic behind that. I get the fear of, well, if we promote these people too much, they'll leave and do other things, whatever. My goodness, you've got to keep guys on that top level once they reach it. And Drew just... He he fell off of there and he never should have. No, you had had Drew and you had Big E kind of get there and that people are like, oh, cool. Like, and 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 then you just didn't. And Drew's title run was fine. It was good. He he was yeah. he was sort of screwed out of you know the crowds not being around. And he and it just right like wouldn't a Drew for either of the guys that we're talking about in the mid card titles like wouldn't a Drew versus Ricochet like a real cool have to earn it match be so much better or a Drew versus Finn Balor on the other side. For the U.S. title, like and a big deal, like any of those right now. Even though we've seen it a million times, Drew versus Sheamus, in like a unless unless he's still hurting, still hurt, and that's and, the and thing. They here. can't put him, and they can't put him into a serious program yet. Like I yeah. mean, he's in a program, but I mean, if the match is four or five minutes, and he has not been doing, he hasn't exactly been having sixteen minute matches during this thing. So it's possible that he's just not able to perform at that level right now. Okay, let's. Uh, but then keep him. But then, but then, you know, put him away for a little bit. Bring him back yeah. when he's ready. You don't you know? need him right now. If you, if, yeah. if if you, if he's not being pushed back into this because, oh, we got to get him to defend this title and this storyline and finish it up, right? It's right. like, come on, it's just happy. And look, and look story. at the reaction. Look at the reaction that Lashley got. I mean, the guy was missing for what six weeks. Yeah, he and got a he... monster pop coming out on Raw last night. You put McIntyre away for two, three months. Let him heal up. Come back and put him in a big program. When he comes back, you get a monster pop. It's perfect. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Drew's likely the uh, easy winner there in that one. So another one that they just recently added: uh, the New Day 
uh, We got Woods and Kingston Versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland So this was an unfortunate Andrew That uh, you know you, you, you sort of feel bad for someone like Ridge Holland Because it's a spot An overhead throw that happens a lot And he's going to be remembered For a while as the guy that broke, that broke Big E's neck And Big E is in I mean, everything that we've seen and read and heard been in just incredible spirits, and everybody loves the guy. So that that's sad, and you got to kind of mention it when you talk about this. But this seems just sort of like a filler. Why is this on the show, and you you couldn't find ten minutes for Ricochet or Finn Balor? But this is something that you you squeezed on in the last week, week and a half. Why? I, that that's just something I don't get. I have no problem with any one of these four. They're all good. They'll all do a fine job. It'll be a good. 10 minute tag match But it's not a tag team title match It's not a ladder match Or it's not a for anything There's no importance to it And I can't just help think about Big E and the other matches That are left off of the card For this that just I, I, I don't know I might actually be able to answer that What if they're sitting on Big E Just walking out with New Day And getting that huge pop Yeah that that. That yeah, and that, and if, if that's why, then that makes sense. You're right. Yep. If they just found out recently, because he's he's able to walk. Yeah. He, he showed videos he of himself like very, walking around and stuff. Very lucky. Yeah. I mean, I I'm I'm no doctor, I'm no medical expert, but he was talking about how he came very close to having a stroke. He came very close to death. Very close to never walking again. It's tough to say somebody was lucky when they broke their neck, but. Yeah, that's uh, that, that. That's it's like sad, you know, when you when you think about Biggie, and and then at the same time, you see how someone who has gone through that is just like laughing and joking. And if he's able to walk out there, that crowd will go nuts. Uh, let's get over to you, Koopa Loop. I mean, I, this is just one of the the things that they've just thrown together. It just doesn't feel like a WrestleMania match. No, this is not even a, really a pre-show match. I, I guess that's. You can't even get the old school heat here with Rich Holland saying, "Hey, I, I broke Biggie's neck. I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna break the new day." I, I, you can't even really do that. This is thrown together. Um, this is a SmackDown match. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather see Ricochet and Los Lotharios. Uh, I know all night one than than this tag match. But the new day, they they sell T-shirts. We haven't even really seen Xavier. He's been hurt. I know. Yeah, he's he's, he's making a, a return. Of- Maybe that is one of the things too, right? He's been out for a while. Right, he's been making a lot of, you know, uh, a comeback, doing a lot of house shows on the weekend, but it just seems like a filler match. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, I just really, you talk about no storylines here. This this just really doesn't do a whole lot for me. It would really mean something, though, if, if Big E were a, was able to, to uh, come out uh, with Kofi and Xavier. One of the lower uh, tier matches on this card, DZ. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all the sentiments that we've uh, we've heard. Uh, I think Andrew might might be right. Uh, it would certainly, you know, that makes sense. A, yeah, that's a good it would call. Make a lot part. of sense. It, it would be the it would be the reason to have them on the card. Um, I I don't see. I, I would guess that Ridge Holland uh, is probably going to go over here with Sheamus. I guess. Um, I I don't really know in which direction each tag team is headed right now, and the new day is kind of in flux. With Biggie currently out, and obviously, um, you Another, know, they've been doing, yeah, it's it, like, it, it just like a bit, there's just a lot of questions around Kofi this that I don't versus really Ricochet know. for the oh, title. Oh man, wow, you know, yeah. 
It's like this is a guy who was in Kofi Mania winning the W winning the main title a few years ago. Yep. And you can't find like gosh. That that's a bummer. I think there just would have been w- much better ways to use them. So now we start yeah. getting into the, some of the the matches that uh, have some intrigue. Uh, Andrew, it was kind of weird for a while. Nakamura and Boogs are like wrestling in tag matches. Nakamura is the IC champ, and he's never defending it. And then he finally loses it, and now they're becoming elevated a little bit as a tag. I don't mind the pairing of these two, and I think with Nakamura a little bit older, so probably you know. You can't get the 20, 30 minute matches from him as much, but he still has the spots. He seems to be enjoying very much what he's doing. The crowd likes Boogs and he's fine in the ring too. And you know, you're going to get a really good stuff from the Usos. It, I guess I'm still sort of weirded by how they handled the IC title stuff with Nakamura, but I, they, they make sense as a like next tag team contender, at least. And we've seen the New Day and the Usos so many times. That I'm 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 at least glad that we didn't go back in that direction because that's one that would have been a great match, but we've seen it a lot. We we needed to kind of be away from that right now. Uh, what do you think about the pairing of Boogs and Nakamura? So the thing that I'll bring up is what happened on Monday night. So they made a big deal out of the fact that Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs would be on guest commentary for the main event. They had two extra chairs out there and everything. It would appear as though they didn't have enough headsets because <laughs> at some point between when That's they like came a WCW out, thing, yeah, you know, <laughs> at some point between when they came out and when the match started, it became, oh, they're just watching at ringside as opposed to actively being on commentary. Either there was a miscommunication or someone forgot to run out the two extra headsets. I, 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 no words. That's a WCW type of thing. And Vince McMahon has gone on record saying he has a very simple philosophy for live television, which is nothing can go wrong. That's basic stuff. And I can't believe that they got that wrong. As far as them as a tag team, it's entertaining. You, you wonder, like, we took a look at Shinsuke Nakamura's debut match in NXT against Sami Zayn. And... Hmm. The sky looked like it was the limit for Nakamura. This was a guy that connected with English-speaking crowds enough and knew enough English to cut pretty basic promos that they could have done anything with him. And it would have been believable, and the crowd would have gotten behind him. They gave him that Royal Rumble win. He had that match with AJ at WrestleMania that might be the only disappointing four-star match in the history of WWE because we know what they could do in Japan a couple of years earlier and they just couldn't do that a couple of years later in a different environment. And now he's another guy in a tag team. Having said that, though, the tag team works. It's entertaining enough. The Usos are quietly two of the most reliable workers in the entire company. Um this is going to be fine. I'm going to have no issue with this. Yeah. Uh, Koopaloop, what do you think about uh, Nakamura and Rick Boogs? I'm here to rock. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> See what I have to put up with, guys, on this week in wrestling. This, this is what we do. No, I actually enjoy that. I, I thought Corey Graves had a couple of good lines there when they came out. He goes, what am I supposed to do? Stand up on the on the announcer's table and, and act like an idiot like McAfee does. I think the match is actually going to be sneaky good. I, 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 I like Shinsuke. 
Uh, I, I, I like Rick Boogs. Um, don't know if the Usos lose their titles or not, but I think the match is going to be fine. Uh, I just thought it was odd the way they did it on Monday night. So I, I'm expecting a kind of a maybe a weird SmackDown this Friday. I, I, I don't know how much more than we could get uh, going into Saturday, but um, you know, it's a. Uh, I think the match is going to be sneaky good, and it could be, you know, a, a match of the night type. I, I would love to see the titles change here, but uh, don't think they will. But I'm, I think we're in for a treat here. Let me, uh, let me ask a question because I think you guys covered all the bases. Does the, does the outcome of this match have Tip any implications the match. on the Roman match? Is it like all the bloodline or none of the bloodline? Yeah, right? I, and I have a feeling it's going to be all of the bloodline. Unfortunately, I think so. I think so too. But you're, I, I, I get that sense, DZ. I will, let's say this. Even if it doesn't, if they lose this match, I, th- I'm going to start to feel that Roman's going to lose. Yes, one hundred percent. Especially yeah. if they lose more than they win. I guess like they could win, and Roman could still be, lose. They can't. You, you think so? I mean, you, you could see, you could see a scenario where they come out where they got belts and Roman doesn't, and then maybe unless you start hard. breaking the family up. Yeah, and then you, you could know? start to like have. Some issues there again between the two of them. I don't. I. I. But, I, I mean, we'll 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 talk about the Roman I just, stuff I later. I think they're all going to win. Yeah, yeah, I think they're all going to win. But if they lose, I'm going to start to think about it. I'm definitely going to start to think about it. Yeah. As uh, we get to the two women's matches, and then we got the KO show with Austin. So let's go, Becky, Bianca, and DZ. You know what? I think. With what they've been doing recently, the the hair angle I thought was kind of interesting that that happened on Raw and not like at WrestleMania. Yeah, that that sort of yeah. felt like something that would happen that night where she's got the scissors, she's going after, and then Becky ends up cutting the hair at the end, or you know Bianca cuts her hair at the end, and Becky goes off running, and then Becky's gone for a few weeks, and and she she shows back up in a month with a different look or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm sort of it was weird that they did that because like. What we know about WWE a lot of the time they, <laughs> yeah, I know where you're going they, they, The person who, who looks like an ass The yep. right before Ends up winning the match yep. At the big show So now This is one of the most basic Old school style booking Feuds that they've done On the men's or women's side in years Honestly This is a feud that began at SummerSlam last year And you knew that there was going to be a moment when Bianca was gonna get gonna get it back. She's gonna get her comeuppance. The baby face was gonna go over, but they kept delaying it so much so that a couple times it was like, you gotta be careful. You don't want to throw Bianca too too far down the card. But they did a pretty good job. They always kept her relevant enough. And to where, I mean, if she doesn't win this, this would definitely hurt her. This would be like Lex Luger stuff. I think. Yeah. I completely agree. I think she has to win. I think uh, I don't think there's anything else you can do at this point other than have her go over. Um, I don't know what that means for Becky. I don't know if she takes more time off um, after this run or if she comes back and, you know, they continue and continue to feud to SummerSlam. You know, we've certainly seen that happen before with marquee names. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would be astonished if I really would if Bianca Belair does not win this match. I think she goes over clean. Got it. I think right? I think yeah. I think it's a completely legitimate win uh for her. Uh gets a big WrestleMania moment in front of 
you know, 90,000 or 726,000 people <laughs> setting a new <laughs> indoor attendance record. Um, yeah, I, I think she's got to, and I, and I think she probably has a pretty decent run with the title as well. What do you think, Andrew? Yeah, I've got to agree with that. There's a conclusion to this story that makes sense, and it's Bianca getting retribution and winning the title. This that is like just, the late 80s. You yeah, start yeah. early in the year, something that goes for almost a year. You know at one of the big shows, the baby face is going to get theirs, but the heel keeps weaseling out of it over and over. You know, it it for as much as we give them crap about rush stuff, and we've gone through a lot of matches already on this card that were like, ah, eh, it could have been better. And I'm not saying this has been a perfect build, but it has felt like this has been building for a while. Right. They've been That's, building to this. Yes. Now, as far as what Becky does after this, if she winds up losing, I'd argue she could just as easily win the title back at Backlash or something, and it wouldn't necessarily hurt anybody. She needs the moment. We just, yeah, just, just the one moment. Nobody's going to care about what happens at Backlash, no matter how much WWE wants you to mm-hmm. care about Backlash. No matter you mean WrestleMania regardless. backlash? Yes, precisely. <laughs> Nobody's gonna care. So you give Bianca a moment. This is gonna be a really good match because these two just they're gonna go and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Looking forward to this one. Should be good. Hopefully they give the story the right ending. Coop, where do we go on the card with this? Where do you do you think this opens the show? Well, yeah, this has to open the show. Uh it sets the tone. Um yep, you know, I think so too. I, I, I stand Becky. I, I, I've been, I, I liked goofy Becky, steampunk Becky, uh, Becky just losing, uh, you know, every, every Monday night on raw Becky. I, I just like Becky Lynch. And I, I thought the, the hair spot on Monday night was phenomenal. I just would have waited uh, until WrestleMania or maybe the night after raw uh, it, it's it's Bianca's moment. Um, she's a heavy favorite here. I, I could see them uh, going through uh, SummerSlam, but this is one of those type feuds for the women. Then it could just go on because uh, they're over. And and I'll mm-hmm. say this, and you and I talked about this week in and week out. They they bury a, a lot of superstars who lose titles and who are who are trying to chase back. And they did the right thing with Bianca. They didn't do that with Bianca. No, you're right. No, and, she, and she's so hot. And, you, you know, Bailey is set to make a return here soon. So business will be picking up. But this is maybe that maybe moment. that's Seth Rollins opponent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be a pretty funny way to like, you know, Rollins is waiting in the ring. And all of a sudden you hear ding dong. Hello. Yeah, Yeah. that's funny. I will will tell you one thing about about Becky. I was at the SummerSlam at Barclays where she uh, where she snapped on on Charlotte. Um, One of the loudest pops I've ever heard in a in a wrestling venue was when she attacked Charlotte after that match. Uh, And they I remember for months, for months, they were trying to, like, make her this heel (laughs) that everybody was supposed to hate. And they just were not getting it that everybody loved Becky Lynch. WWE misjudging audience reactions. (laughs) Let me show you my big shocked face. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I remember it went on for months where, and then finally they just kind of gave into it, but it is, it is rather fascinating that after coming back that she has gotten, and I, and I understand she's playing a character and they are reacting to the character. But if you remember, like Becky was saying a lot of twisted stuff when she snapped on Charlotte. Uh-huh. She was attacking the fans. And it wasn't saying, working. 
and and they didn't care. They would they 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 didn't care. Now it's different because she's saying these things and she's getting booed out of the building. And so it is interesting that the fans have responded to her differently. Uh, and, and I'm I, I that I am kind of curious, and I wonder if maybe maybe her character has gotten a little bit stale with them. Maybe they don't like the new character as much as uh, you know when she was the man or when she first turned and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, either either way, I this is. You know, ninety nine point nine percent. The baby face goes over here, and they did a good uh, job. If I may jump in here really yeah. quick, just because something did just come up on Twitter, Pro Wrestling Torch is reporting Shane McMahon reportedly headed for WrestleMania thirty eight weekend in Dallas. There you yeah. go. It's got to we'll be Shane what happens, coming out for the Seth match. It's got to be. That's got to be Shane, and then Cody after. That would be great. It would be fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. If they do it correctly, yes, but we'll, we'll see if they manage to do it right. Um, so I will give them a lot of credit for something that I'm I'm glad they did and when a lot of people wanted them to do a different thing. They split these women's matches up perfectly. Because the the biggest match probably would have been Ronda Becky. But they get two really good matches out of it instead. They get two top level matches and what they you could tell what they want. They wanted Ronda to get cheered. Ronda was not going to get cheered against Becky ever. Ever. Never. It just wouldn't have happened ever. Bianca is is lucky. They're lucky because Bianca is that genuine baby face that the people will cheer. So they set it up perfectly because Bianca with Becky makes sense. They had that story still to finish up. And now what you can do is I think next year, WrestleMania. It's got to be Becky beating Ronda as a baby. Well, face. I was just going to, I was just going to say that, you know, if Becky loses, she, she turns baby be, face. She, yeah. 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 And then, and then she chases Ronda. Yep. And know? that makes the most sense. Cause then people, you can have Ronda be the heel again, which is the most natural for her. And next year at WrestleMania, you've got Becky as the baby face going over and Ronda. If you, if you which have, is what if they you, always wanted. And I'm just speculating, obviously, but if you, if, if you're WrestleMania next year, Includes Becky versus Ronda and Rock versus the versus Roman. Yep. Good grief! Yeah, <laughs> and that's I think I mean in, in my head that's what they're that's what they're going to do. That makes the most sense. You had Ronda get her baby face run here. You knew that people aren't going to want to cheer Charlotte, which is great, you know. And then you can flip them. You can have both of them flip in the next few months. Becky becomes the baby face, whether she goes away or maybe it's the next night on Raw. Hey, you know what? You earned it. You beat me fair and square. You know, I'm sorry. Blah 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 or maybe it's a few months But she will be the baby face Chasing a heel Ronda Rousey For the title if they're both healthy I think next year at Mania that that makes the most Sense that feels like it's one of the biggest Matches for them so I mean I'm Thinking Coop I mean is there Any way Ronda doesn't win this match uh, Oh no no she she has To win uh, again I It's the the headliner Even though today WWE Sent out a press release saying that the KO show with Steve Austin will will close because they uh, said a few weeks one. ago that this was going to be the main event. It is the main event, yes. but uh, not going to close the show. It's not going to close, and I guess with Austin, um, uh, you know, coming out that that has to close the event, and you know, we'll get to that in just a second. But no, this this is Ronda all over again. I I, I just think. Th- I was very upset when they went this direction. I, I thought it should have been, you know, Rhonda Becky. Uh, and you kind of talked me off the ledge and uh, with some of your guidance, Gino. And 
I drank the Kool-Aid here and, and I like, they've done it well. Bo- both of these women's storylines have been, have been done perfectly. They've kept them out of these mixed tag and these, these kind of weird can things. Can they coexist? They can you know? they co- that's it. <laughs> they've kept them out of that, even though we did see, you know, Becky and Bianca. Uh, but I, I think that was tastefully done and not run it. But uh, yeah, th- th- this is Rhonda. Uh, she wins the title here. I, I do have one concern. And and I think it's a legitimate concern. My concern is that Ronda has now been back since the Royal Rumble. So you're talking two months. She has not had a one-on-one match since coming back. And I understand that when she, you know, she showed what she can do in the ring. And she's obviously extremely gifted and, and a tremendous athlete. But she's coming back here after now, what, six months after having a baby. And she's getting in the ring with the best woman's wrestler on the planet. That's a that's a big ask. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, it's not going to be no. easy. And I know I know Charlotte. Listen, I know Charlotte can carry anybody. I, I understand, and I'm not saying Ronda needs to be carried. But we like you remember the the Charlotte uh, versus uh, Trish match, right? Where uh, uh, you know basically it was like you could tell that Charlotte was doing all the work, but but Trish looked good, like. I could see that that could alleviate some of the concern, but this is still the marquee match on night one of WrestleMania. And, you know, Ronda's going to have to be in really good shape because this is, you know, this is not going to be a eight minute match. You know, this is going to be a 22 minute match. So uh, I'm curious to see how she holds her own uh, with, with, with the greatest. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Andrew, what do you think here? I've got a question. Um, Monday night was supposed to have something with Charlotte and Rhonda. Yeah, she didn't get Ron- booked, Rhonda. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently the day of, Rhonda just said, nope, not going to be there. <laughs> yeah. She just tweeted um, it out, too. She was like, I'm not going to be there. So this <laughs> is what gives me a little bit of pause. That and two years ago, Charlotte was in a match. We said, Rhea Ripley's got to win. And mm-hmm. she didn't. Hashtag Charlotte wins LOL. Yeah. I agree the logical thing is for Ronda to win here. I'm not sure if logic applies when it comes to Charlotte, who the, is one of the most protected women's wrestlers in WWE history, and for good reason. I unfortunately agree. I've been I had same opinion for a while. She she's almost the Roman status. I think with eyes. I think with Ronda it's different though. I think that's the that's the only thing is that well, they we'll see because well, would they bring her back to lose this match though? Yeah. Yes, yeah, no, yeah, they, they would. I don't. Oh, I they don't, would. But why? <laughs> but why would they bring? But I don't. I don't understand why they would do that. Have her be the baby face and then have her. It doesn't. You're getting a little cynical with like what these things you're trying to will into existence, Andrew. Get them <laughs> off of my damn not, show. I am Get not this shit trying. Off of, I Get am this not shit trying. I love I, am, <laughs> I, I love you too. I am not trying to will something Don't into do existence. It. Don't but do it. All I'm saying is, are we ever going to find out what happened on Monday night? And doesn't Rhonda have a history of being a little boo boo faced when she's told she's losing? Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. I and. I, I don't know. I, I don't think any of that's crazy. No, no, no. I don't. <laughs> I just don't think that it would be right now. I that seems. I mean, it seems like this WrestleMania was built around Ronda. Her. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, you really, you really think that when they, when they sat down with Ronda in terms of the plan to bring her back, you don't think they told her you're going to win the Royal Rumble and you're going to go over Charlotte at Mania, that that was part of the plan. I could see Cody way more than I could see Ronda. Like I could see them doing that to Cody more than to Ronda, having him lose. It's entirely possible. I'm just, I'm really confused and wondering what happened what on happened. Monday. No, you're right. And how that might affect things moving forward that may have previously been set in stone that may now be written in pencil. Like, well, I may, don't it, know. It may have know. been as much as like somebody, like we find out sometimes <laughs> that somebody just made a mistake and they weren't supposed to be on Raw. And they're going to be on SmackDown, you well, know. It only, but didn't it only go out? Didn't it only go out on like one Facebook post that there was Something supposed to be weird. some kind of a tag match? Yeah. So it's maybe, like, so, so maybe she saw it and she was like, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff going on there. Well, we see that the, and and this is one thing we've we've found out for the last. If couple she's of years, not at SmackDown, if she's not at SmackDown then, on Friday, then we'll, then, we then we'll talk. Then we'll yeah. talk. <laughs> then we'll talk. But it's the Jump communication that at that big company is like. God, there's not a lot of checks and balances happening where some people have no clue what's going on, and Mickey James is getting a trash bag, and you know it's like, what, <laughs> what, what the hell? You know, like, here's there are parallels <laughs> to be drawn here, and the hmm. parallel I'm going to draw here is that sometimes when one thinks a conspiracy is afoot, the solution is a lot of people are just really freaking stupid. We can draw that. With the Will Smith Chris Rock Academy Awards <laughs> Oh, what if, if he can draw that here? Opponent. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that's <laughs> that. Oh my god, that would be so Imagine if that funny. Music gets getting jiggy with it. On your mark, ready, set, let's go. Dance floor, no, you know I go. I go. See, Gino knows the words to that song, but he he can't he can't sing bad reputation properly no i know exactly wow, he still getting, got you on that jiggy with it but if we no bad reputation for me that's, uh, <laughs> okay so that set standing in the ring guy come on vince who is it in west philadelphia i gotta say that night that are night will that's one of those that i will always remember for twitter that was a fantastic twitter night that was oh, just yeah. the memes just, the gifts I, the creativity, the, <laughs> I mean, how many times I saw people say, well, that's why I sent him to Bel Air. You know, <laughs> there's, just, there's a meme, there's a meme of, there's a meme of Jussie Smollett where it says, Will Smith smacked me too, which is hysterical. <laughs> I mean, it was, there were just, this has I, taken a ridiculous I turn and wait, I wait, take wait, full wait. I will say this though. I will say this though. I am hoping that at some point, at any point in the future, a video comes out through social media of, Will Smith and Chris Rock, where they just look at the camera and go, psych! Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Something and Andrew like that. goes, I told you! Andrew's going to go nuts when it happens. He will. And we will give him credit, because he called oh, it. Oh, yeah. The greatest work of all time. Oh, by the way, if you want you know, more surprises that you're not going to like me thinking there's a big conspiracy behind... Maybe Goldberg is Seth Rollins' mystery opponent. Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> no, 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 That would be brutal. I needed, no. as fun as that was, I needed to get us back on topic. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we finish up uh, night one of WrestleMania with the KO show with Austin. So, Andrew, how do you think they're going to do this? Do you think it's going to be, do you think a bell ever gets rung? Do you think it's any going to be kind of a match? Do you, I mean... 
everything that I've read and heard and I, I get the gist this is more than going to be just one stunner, right? So I'm not sure, but here's what I know. Kevin Owens, who is one of the best promo men in the business, is doing some of the best work of his career with this storyline. He's almost a little too good because one of his lines from Monday night, first of all, when he came out, he earned points with me because he immediately gave credit to the WWE video production team for putting together that tribute to Steve Austin, which was pretty well done outside of a confounding musical choice in the background. But the fact that he gave credit to the quote unquote monkeys in the truck, that was pretty cool. Um, Also, he said something that's very, very true. He pointed to the video screen and said, that guy has been gone for 19 years. A heel always believes he is right. And in this case, he's right. Why am I supposed to want to boo this guy? He's right. Now, as far as how this is going to go, there's only one way it ends. Owens gets stunned, gets a beer bath. Austin does a whole bunch of beers. Maybe people come out with him and there's a beer bash to end the evening. Like we, we, we're, we're in agreement. That's how this ends. As far mm-hmm. as how it gets there, I don't know. But if this is Kevin Owens and Steve Austin trusted on their own with 15 minutes of mic time, this has the potential to be historically great. DZ, how's this going to play out? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, and I think that's kind of the exciting part of it, right? Um, you know, Austin has not wrestled a match in 19 years. Is it, is it possible that Austin just like stuns the guy twice and just has a referee show up and count three on him? Could happen. Um, but I agree with, with Andrew's sentiment. Two of the best promo workers in the history of the business in the ring at the same time. Uh, it's fascinating. It's a lot of different ways that they can get to where we all know it's going. Uh, I don't know how. Is anybody else going to be involved? Does Austin end up stunning seven people? You know, I, I don't know. Um, but to Andrew's point, um, that is part of what makes this one uh, piece of the show exciting. I guess the predictability at the end, you know that everyone's going home happy watching stunners and beer baths. But the 14 minutes and 22 seconds that occur before that, I have no idea what's going to happen. And I'm very curious to see. And it's certainly going to... Keep me tuned in until midnight or whenever to find out. Koopa Loop, uh, are we gonna get? Uh, I mean, first off, that promo that Austin cut was awesome. Yeah. Oh, that real that rebuttal. Called a match. You call it a, a fight. You call it a KO show. You call it whatever the hell I you love. damn want. Oh, I, I yeah. loved it when he went one. What? You are fixing to get your ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was great. Two, it was good. you are one dumb son, son of, of a it. bitch. <laughs> just, like, I think you you said it, DZ. Like, man, he could care. Uh, he could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves, right? You know, yep. <laughs> ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Is you know? Yep. Yeah. So if, just, anybody, if anybody's gonna follow the the Charlotte Ronda match, uh, this would be the segment. Look, Steve Austin is is so big in the wrestling world. And then you put him, you know, uh, up there in in Dallas in front of these people. Just when his music hits and he comes out, th- this is like 
goosebump level stuff here. I, I, it's just uh, imagine the energy in that building when he comes out. I don't care what they do. Um, he's standing tall with the beers and the beers. He could bring in a beer truck. They may do, it's going to end crazy. So I I expect, uh, them to go out all out in this segment and it doesn't matter what he, what he does. It's just going to be electric, man. And there's only a few of these types. I think the rock obviously who still can go in the ring a little bit, but the fans nowadays, if you brought an older veteran back, and try to put them in this position to close out a WrestleMania show, the fans would not like it, I think, in 99% of the cases. They'd be like, why are th- why is this closing out the show and not the match for the title and not some of the stars that are on this? But I think because of Kevin Owens and because it's freaking Stone Cold, like there's like one or two guys that that could happen with, and it's everybody a really would still love short it. List. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you've got Austin. The rock. rock would work, and then I don't even think a, Hogan anymore would work. I don't think not it, any, I don't think anymore. Cena could do it. I no. don't think Cena could do it. No, HB Michaels maybe, maybe you Triple know? H yeah. after Triple what H, we've heard maybe. the past couple sure. of weeks, maybe. Yeah, but there's like, a gulf between the Austin Rock level and literally everyone else, with the possible exception of the Undertaker, solely because of the Taker. You know yeah. when you hear when you hear the gong, everyone's gonna lose their shit. But other than that, I mean, the only thing I can even think of is like Tamina Tazawa wedding. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going. Yeah, nice. I'm going. I'm going through my head, and I'm trying. Has like this who? been done? No. But I'm asking. Has this been done since SummerSlam '91? That that's the thing I was thinking of the wedding closing it. You know. Yeah. I, can't, I don't know. I can't think I can't of anything, anything else that's that's comparable to this that they would even try. Yeah. Right, because you you wouldn't even test it out. It's like, oh, we're not going to try to end WrestleMania with that, because man, I mean, that crap. If you're uh, if you're lumping in cinematic matches, maybe the Boneyard with Taker and AJ. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, that maybe, but and, that's still like, there's like an asterisk with that. Let me that, let me ask this question: If it was a one night event, what would they have done? It this couldn't have gone on. I don't I don't think you could have done this after Brock Roman though. No, no, you couldn't have. It would have been something like when they had Piper's Pit with Austin, the one WrestleMania. I think in the that middle, four oh five, middle yeah. of the card, like almost an intermission kind of thing. Exactly, yeah, as like a, a a change, a shift change in the card after a crazy long twenty minute match. This kind of just like flips the energy a little bit. Yeah. You were saying cinematic match, and I think that that's sort of a good way to move to night two. Because I'm kind of curious. So with what we see on night two on on paper, there are seven matches listed. And there's a there's a lot less question marks. We we don't we don't have to ask what they're gonna do with the Austin stuff. We're not exactly asking questions in our head about uh, Seth and Cody or maybe Shane McMahon now or whatever's gonna happen there. And we do have a couple on paper that I think are gonna be really, really good. But the one match that I'm kind of curious, do you think, Andrew? That the Knoxville Sami Zayn has any sort of cinematic to it? Do you think that's something we see? Maybe they film some spots? That could be kind of fun if they did it that way, which I was reading. I've got a bold prediction. So my bold prediction is Johnny Knoxville's not going to wrestle and he's not going to take any bumps. I think what's going to happen is he's going to grab a microphone and say something along the lines of, Sammy, you really should have read the contract. I'm not wrestling you, but he is. 
And then out comes Gable Stevenson, the That's... wrestler from Iowa State. There you go. And Sami Zayn sells his ass off. Yep. Wow. There you go. And that I... ultimately makes everybody look good. Johnny Knoxville gets one over on Sammy. Sammy doesn't look bad. And the new guy looks like a god. Yeah, he said he's ready, Coop. He said he's yeah. ready to go. Yeah. He just won the national championship again. So WWE had a ring sent out to him so he could also train while he was res- uh, while he was finishing up school. So he's ready to rock and roll. He said he's going to be at WrestleMania. We know we're going to have a couple of the like surprises on night one. I wouldn't be shocked to see him. And even if that exactly doesn't happen, what Andrew said, I wouldn't be shocked to see him at least get introduced and make an appearance on the card. Yeah, it's such because every all eyes are on WrestleMania. Uh, it, it, that's why all the big celebrities uh, from America, the beautiful to I me- remember we used to have guest uh, time timekeepers, yeah, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and bell ringers. We used to have all that. I, I would think that maybe a lot of the Jackass crew. Um, would have kind of some segments involved, but I'm with you. I, I like the, I like the kind of the cinematic angle. Sammy Zane, we talked about Kevin Owens, what he's been doing. I, I just have been anti Sammy Zane for several years now. And then I tapped out that this is, he's just been phenomenal. I, I kind of got, you know, tired of the, you know, the conspiracy thing here. I just didn't think it was working, but they kind of stuck with him. And it kind of naturally evolved into this this massive heat tool. Of he did heat, this like man. annoying. It, you know, it, it reminds me of uh, Seinfeld. What George Costanza said he does. Costanza. He sort yeah. of like wears you down, yes. and it, like he annoys you so much that he's kind of lovable. It was like a Larry David thing almost. You know, like my the my, my wife in the league too. Yeah, <laughs> my my wife my wife can't stand him. I, right? Can't I, can't, I couldn't him. either. I couldn't either. They, she thinks he happened. is the most annoying person Coop, in the world. Yep. <laughs> and it's just he's it's funny because he was one of the greatest baby faces. Just like natural baby faces in a world where it's sort of hard to present baby faces. But Olay! You know, we see him <laughs> yeah. and we see Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, who plays a pretty in- fun heel, too. But those guys were great. Even Bailey did a pretty good job when she turned heel, and they were some of the most genuine baby faces of all time. Uh, DZ, w- we're both glad that this wasn't a, for the IC title and that Knoxville wasn't winning that thing. Uh, how do you think this all goes down? I mean, Knoxville you know, said that he can't really take a lot of bumps. I've heard no, him. He maybe, maybe uh, Andrew's got a point. You know, yeah. Uh, maybe he's maybe he's going to hit the nail on the head. It'd be a great call. Um, I, I don't see how this is any kind of a long wrestling match. I, I, I don't. I mean, they, now they made it anything goes match, which which is kind of you know weird. Um, given if, if they are going to have an angle with it, Knoxville brings somebody else in, being a newcomer. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, the guy took a haluba kick to the head that didn't look very friendly. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, so I, I don't, I don't know. Or maybe Sammy literally comes in, hits him with a quick haluba kick and pins him, and then you know Gable Stevenson comes out. Uh, I, I don't know, but uh, I'm not sure where this is going. Um, d- listen, maybe it ends somewhere cool. I could have done without this entire Johnny Knoxville thing. It does not personally. It does nothing for me. Um, I hope it ends up somewhere good, but I, I really don't know. I got to jump in here because yep. 
I will always be bitter about this Johnny Knoxville thing. As some of you out there in podcast land might know, uh, there's someone on this show that runs a Royal Rumble pool, okay? <laughs> to where there's, there's 10 of us, everyone gets three numbers. Oh, and boy. In the women's Rumble, I wound up with Molina, Cameron, <laughs> and Ivory. So immediately, I'm thinking, this can't possibly get any worse. Regression, and, right? I got to get at least a couple on the other side that's got a chance. And then the men's rumble happens, and the first guy I have that comes out is Johnny freaking Knoxville. <laughs> Gino can attest to this. I was throwing things, and I was throwing this ridiculous temper tantrum in our group chat. It was. Uh, it is not something I look it's forward great. to repeating next year. Gino, I fully expect someone in that household to start rigging the drawing in my favor. I want 28, 29, and 30 in at least, at least one of those rumbles. <laughs> that was funny. That was some good stuff. So, um, yeah, Knoxville, Sammy, not for the IC title. Um, and, I mean, cool. Like, the Knoxville, Sammy stuff has been funny and goofy. But it's just an, another one of those bummers where I don't mind if this is in addition to. But now you're telling me that there's no Ricochet and there's no Finn. And this is a match that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I get it. I get it. I just... Like I'm, I got, I'm happy that at least it's not for the IC title, but I would, I would just would have much preferred a, a, a solid IC title match on the card. Um, this next match, I think, has the chance to be one of the the better, maybe sleepery matches of the entire weekend. I'm talking about the women's tag match. I, I genuinely think that Sasha and Naomi are going to be working like crazy. Rhea and, and Liv, Liv has had a really good year. And then Shayna and Natty kind of got thrown in there, but they make a lot of sense. I just feel like the combination of them, of, of them, if they're given 12 to 15 minutes for a legitimate match, I think these women are going to go out there and really try to try to steal it, try to do some crazy stuff here. I think a lot of these women are really talented. I just hate what they keep doing, Coop, with these women's tag. Titles. They win the tag titles and then they don't have them defend them. They don't have them wrestle and they'll just sit for like a month until they pick out who you can tell they've picked out as the next women's champs. And then yes. they give them the title and then they do the same thing with them. I'm not going I'm not gonna say any names, but you know, w- when they finally got the titles off of someone's favorite wrestler, Nia Jax and Shayna, I thought, okay. <laughs> We, we finally can go in a direction here um, where these belts mean something. And, and I look, I thought Zelina and Carmella w- was a great call, a great combination. And it was there for a couple of weeks. And then it just went bananas. Um, I, I don't like the late edition with Natty and Shayna. But I think this match, they're going to have a lot of good spots here. Um in the beginning, when, when Sasha and Naomi paired up on, on Friday Night SmackDown, I thought, okay, here, here's your next WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. But for all, you know, for argument's sake, over the last couple of weeks, the team that's felt the most powerful and, and, and popular are Rhea and Liv. I, yep. I, think I like the combo. Two, yeah, yeah, I love the combo. It, it's, it's so much better than Rhea and Nikki almost superhero, right? 
so I, I just think this match is going to be real fun with a lot of spots. E- each lady gets their own spot here. DZ, what do you think on this one? Yeah, I mean, this match actually has a lot of wrestlers in it that I like. Uh, I am I am a wall-to-wall huge advocate for Rhea Ripley. I think she's a monster star. Same. I, yeah. I, think, I think she needs to have literally a rocket ship tied to her back because I, I, I think she has everything you could possibly want. She's a worker. She's got a look. She's intimidating. She's strong. Everything across the board. And I love the pairing with her and Liv. They look like they're having a grand, a great time doing what they're doing. And, and I think they get along very well together. And I like the storyline that they've been putting together. I like that they I like what I've seen from them. Um, and I and I, I like Carmella a lot. I think she's an underrated ring worker. I think she's a funny character. I love Sasha, obviously. I've always been a fan of Naomi. This is a this is a fun match, and I'm and I'm looking forward to it. I'm expecting Sasha and Naomi to win, but I'm actually rooting for Rhea and Liv. For, actually, I totally agree with Cooper and all the things that he said. Yeah, Same. Andrew. As long as we don't get, as, as long as this is like a, give the women respect, right? Give them ten plus minutes. Let these women all have a chance to shine. You almost I, have to. You got eight women. Yeah, in there. you, you got, got it. You gotta, right, and, gotta and gotta these aren't time. women that you would have. These are women that you have plans for that you th- that are you know some of the women towards the top of your card. So I, I think as long as they treat this match fine and they give them a chance. I don't think it'll be bad at all, and I think this might be one of those pleasant surprise matches where we kind of look back and go, "Wow, that that was pretty good." We didn't really have a whole lot of expectations for it. I think that's the key, right? Most of us aren't going in expecting this to be the show stealer. So if it delivers uh, and slightly above average, we're all going to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think you guys have all hit a lot of the main points. I mean, there's a lot of talent here. I'm a big Liv Morgan fan for a lot of different reasons. I personally think that every time Liv Morgan shows up on WWE television, there should be a little bug that goes across the bottom of the screen saying, reminder, Enzo Amore cheated on her. Stupid. 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 How? 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 And you can't teach that. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) That's well put there. Now, first of all, me saying that in a chat with two other Italians in there, that was risky. I just want to know. But that shows you how how well-received Liv Morgan is. Yes. And she has worked her butt off to get to a stable spot on the card. Uh, She and Rhea, I wasn't the biggest fan of when they announced it just because I'm thinking – how are these two going to work together? What's going to happen here? And it turned out they've got some chemistry. So I that agree. works just fine. It's sort of natural. It didn't feel as forced as like no. when they put two together that you're like, ah, I don't know about this. Right. Now, do you think I've, do you think when Enzo met Liv for the first time that he went up to her and said, my name is Enzo Amore. <laughs> and I am uh-huh. certified a certified G, G. And a bona fide stud. <laughs> and you yeah. can't. Teach that the swing and he's right in front of her doing it back. Hey, boom, the- realest guy in the room. And How does, you doing? He does like the back the moonwalk, you know. He does the backwards <laughs> run right there and bobbing maybe, his head. Maybe the, that was his actual hey, pickup line. Yeah. And the yeah. same with Big Cass and Carmella. He treated her like dirt, man. Oh God. That, yeah. The less know? said about that, the better. Um, <laughs> yeah, just because there were legitimate like abuse allegations. There, there were. There, there were. There were. Um. Yeah. But going back to this match, I've been a fan of Naomi for a while. She has been around WWE, what seems like forever. And look, she's not one of the four horsewomen as far as work rate goes, 
she's not that far off and she's never really gotten the respect she deserved that Charlotte than match a- on SmackDown about a was it about a month ago, 6 weeks ago was she, fantastic. She can go. And she's gotten a couple of spots in the women's rumble where they tried to give her like the Kofi hero spots where, you know, she lands in really impossible spots to get back in the ring and she winds up getting back in the ring and whatnot. But she's got a unique look with the feel the glow angle things to it. By the way, it up, up, down, down is sort of dead now because everybody other than Xavier Woods is gone from the company. But (laughs) they put together entrance mashups from wwe 2k22 and you have not lived until you have seen bobby lashley do naomi's entrance that's one of the ones in the video oh, that's and good it's his, that's good it's hysterical now as far good. as this match goes yeah <laughs> give me 10 minutes give it a two and a half three star match everyone goes home happy i'm thoroughly fine with that I'm not crazy about Queen Zelina and Carmella as champions, which means they're going to retain. And by the way, <laughs> one, o- one other thing, and this is going to be sort of, you know, it might be polarizing. I don't know. Am I the only person that doesn't give a damn about Corey Graves and Carmella? I don't no, know. most people honestly, I the, don't care. The reason <laughs> why that show is on YouTube is because most people don't, because you know that they were trying to shop that thing other places. They, oh, I'm yeah. sure they wanted well, to put it on either USA yeah, yeah. or even Peacock, and they probably were like, nah, we'll just put it on our YouTube I mean, there. Even the stuff like that they're showing on Raw, where like Carmella complains to Graves and whatnot about what's going I'm like, I don't care. None of no. that appeals to me in any possible way. Please stop doing this. Yeah, it's weird. It's it was like a weird time too. I just by um, the way, for the record, uh just so anybody out there, I, I want to uh make a point of this so that my my hometown uh does not get drugged through the mud, the mud. of that <laughs> Thank you. show. Thank you. Um <laughs> Carmella is not only not the princess of Staten Island, she is not from <laughs> Staten Island. <laughs> she is so from who, Massachusetts. So who actually is the princess of Staten Island? Uh, that would be one Amanda Zocali. <laughs> Good well, save. Actually, no. actually, no. She's the queen. The princess yeah. is Ava Zocali. There you go. There you go. Very, oh, that was very well played. Very <laughs> well played as we uh, head on over to a match that just got thrown together on Monday night, but I think should be fun. And it was it was really cool to see that reaction. DZ, you were talking about it that Bobby Lashley yeah. got. He'd yeah. been gone for six weeks, but this was a guy who, you know, two years ago, if we were talking about Bobby Lashley, we all would have said, Oh yeah, you know, good worker, good, you know. In the last couple of years, though, he finally and I'm not saying it was because of him, he finally Reached his full potential He beat Brock Lesnar Yep As a top level guy He felt like he belonged Always in the main event With whoever he was standing with I think with with a lot of people DZ It's just about finding the presentation Right? 90% of these guys and gals Are talented enough To make them a person that could be In the main event Win the title Or be battling for it But if you don't present them that way If you don't make us Care about them Then you know they're just going to be another person On the roster that's kind of what Bobby Lashley Was for a long time super athletic yeah. But Apollo Cruz, You know yeah yeah like Someone that we just didn't Shelton care Benjamin. About one way or the other exactly yeah. You know yeah. 
And now I, I agree. The last couple of years have been good. I love. I liked it. I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to get there, but he did it in TNA. He went over there, and for a couple of guys, TNA did really, really good for for a lot of people. You know, Drew McIntyre was someone who went over there and did some fantastic work there, and. I think Bobby Lashley he found the presentation with MVP over there and then them coming together it worked. So there are a couple people on this card that I'm always happy to see Lashley on a, in a WrestleMania having a match. I was happy to see someone like Liv Morgan be on this card cuz I think she's earned it with how well she's worked and Chad Gable who we're going to talk about in a minute. Those guys they've worked really hard. I'm glad that they're going to get an opportunity to get a match. So I have no clue what they're going to do with this one here and how they're going to do this with Omos and Lashley. They they given Omos a big spot here. Yeah. I mean, this is the, you know, this is not, you know, this is a guy that that was a, a champion who beat Brock Lesnar a few months ago. This is a this is a monster spot uh for Omos. So, uh it's I I don't know what they're going to do either, but man, the crowd on Raw was hot for that spot. You know, when Lashley came out and the two of them were in the ring, they were into it. They really were. And I mean, listen, I'm not the biggest Omos guy because I, I, I just think he's rather limited in what he can do. Um, I, I mean, he's gotten better. Um, you know, he's just this big guy that obviously invokes his power and strength upon you. And, and I get it. Uh, what this match exactly is going to be and where it goes. I, I have no idea, but it, it's a, it's a big spot for Omos. And, uh, I'm going to be curious to see what exactly he can do in a match with a guy like Lashley. It's a, it's an interesting addition at the last minute to the card. Coop, we, I, I think it was when Lashley was the champ, they had that, there was some interaction where they teased when Omos and Lashley stood next to each other in the ring. And the crowd was sort of like kind of into it. But I, I agree with DZ. I want to get behind Omos. I kind of want to like him a little bit more This is going to be a huge moment for him And a huge opportunity to show that He has improved, that he can go a little bit I'm I don't think they're going to have Bobby Lashley Just get squashed here And I don't think they're going to have Omos Just get squashed here I don't know if it's going to be a 15 minute match Because I I don't think Omos can do that And Lashley is just coming off of an injury But I feel like this might be one of those Like Goldberg style two to three minutes Where they're just boom 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 Big moves like Demolition derby type stuff Uh, How do you see this going Coop As much as I like MVP It was refreshing not to see MVP Come out with Bobby Lashley On Monday night Um, That shows baby face Bobby right It it does and and I like that Um, There there was a moment During that match when Omos I think it was a tag match or there were multiple people. I don't know if it was a battle royal or whatever it was, and they faced off. Um, and then, and then after that, Bobby kind of like got teased for a couple of weeks that maybe he was going to be a baby face. So I think it, this is uh, a, a perfect role for him. Uh, what they do here, I don't know. I assume Omos uh, is in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Does he win that and carry it over to Sunday to give this match? Uh, more steam. I don't know. I don't see it lasting very long. Maybe if if Omos is going to win, maybe he chokes out Bobby Lashley where he passes out. Maybe you could see something that. But with a guy coming out on Monday night to that pop, um, they've got something here with Lashley. 
Babyface Lashley, what do you think, Andrew, about uh, him showing back up and, uh, and then placing him with Omos? I hope it's short, and I hope Lashley kills him. Omos <laughs> does absolutely stone nothing for me. Nothing at all whatsoever. He is a big guy who can't move. Everybody <laughs> drink. Everybody throw up. Throw up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been trying to give him chances. I understand why WWE wants him to be a thing. But if you're telling me they had Braun Strowman and Omos both under contract, and apparently one of the factors that led to Braun Strowman being shown the door was the fact that they had Omos and thought Omos was going to take the Braun Strowman role. I'm not the biggest Braun Strowman fan in the world. No, absolutely not. No buys. I'm hoping they listen to the crowd on Monday night and that Bobby Lashley comes out, wins a short match, and they find some reason to send Omos away for a while and then bring him back in a capacity where he's not so overexposed as far as what he can't do. And he can't speak on the mic either. Yeah. No, it's hard to no, understand. No, he can't. Yeah, he, it's yeah, it's a problem. And maybe he will pleasantly surprise us this weekend. I hope I hope that's the case, but it doesn't seem like we've seen the the progression as much as I would have liked at this point. As uh, we continue along on night 2 of WrestleMania and we get to man, RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. DZ, you are a big Randy Orton fan, and this guy looks like he is having the time of his life right now. He's enjoying himself with Riddle. They're they've got a fun chemistry. Felt like for a while everybody was waiting for these two guys to turn on each other. And I'm sure at some point it will happen, but I thought they would have turned on each other and would have been having a match at Mania. But the crowd likes them. I, I wonder if Randy said, Hey, let's just keep going with this for a little while. We're having a good time. We can eventually flip turn against each other and uh, and and have a, a, a cool blow-off match. So I like RK Bro. The Street Profits. Are good and they're kind of Kind of heel turning a little bit right now Or at least more aggression And then uh, Maybe one of the biggest Surprises of the last couple months has been Chad Gable who not a surprise For a lot of us who watched NXT And knew what this guy could do But he got just the smallest little Opportunity and he took that Ball and ran he's got the Catchphrases the shoosh The the merch sales (laughs) have been Good and so this makes me this makes me happy for all, all the crap we give WWE for being cynical and evil Vince and that on this night in particular night 2 it feels like there are some wrestlers on the show that earned a spot throughout the year the last year or so with the work they've been give, they, they've done and Gable's one of them. I'm really happy that they let them be in this match and very easily when they lost the title a few weeks ago they could have just not been in this match. Sure, you could have just had a BRK bro versus Street Profits, and nobody would have really thought twice about it. But but this is a big deal for Gable and Otis, and those guys deserve to have this moment. Yeah, you know, I I, I have two two different viewpoints of this match. The first viewpoint is that when they did this, they they did the triple threat tag team match a few weeks ago with RK Bro, uh, Alpha Academy, and um, uh, Owens and Rollins. The match was unbelievable. Uh, it went like 40 minutes on Raw, and it felt like it was like eight minutes. Like it was just nonstop action. It was incredible. It was a pay-per-view worthy match, 
even a WrestleMania worthy match. It was unbelievably well done. A lot of fun. Um, and I'm saying to myself, all right, well, now you just take out Owens and, and Rollins and you put in the street profits and you can duplicate that and give yourselves another fantastic match. But part of me is a little bit worried that it might not be as good as that match, um, which is going to be fresh in a lot of people's minds. And I think people are expecting this match to live up to what that match was. Um, but I, I, it has a just incredibly talented performers in it. The RK bro stuff has been, has been so much fun. I love the street profits as well. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that they can go. I, I don't know. I don't think Alpha Academy is going to win. I think it's either RK Bro or Street Profits, and I'm kind of torn each way. I'm not 100% sold one way or the other. You mentioned about at some point uh, there being a turn within RK Bro and they go against each other. If they do that or when they do that, I'm hoping they don't do the obvious, and I'm actually hoping Riddle is the heel. Completely oh, yeah. agree. Agreed. That's what yeah. we've been kind of hoping for a while, Coop, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that I I see RK Bro retaining here. Uh, they've been so good. Remember, remember, for a while they were headlining, you know, every Monday Night Raw. These guys were just so good. And you talk about Orton having the time of his life again on Monday Night. I mean, this guy is almost breaking. You know, uh, Riddle is just uh, was so goofy and kind of out there on that Randy. scooter. You, you know, before they put him with Orton, he, we were like, man, I, th this, uh, another, he NXT was getting cringy. He was getting, he was getting, yeah. Uh, he was yeah. Getting, uh, and it was bad. I, th I, I honestly think Orton saved this guy's WWE career because I, I'm not saying they would have cut him, but I mean, you don't know, but you don't know. We wouldn't have said that, that about Alistair black, right? Sure. He he was just so bad and just goofy by himself. And then Orton comes along. You don't think it's going to work. And Orton is so good um, that it, it's worked, and this is going to be a fun match. I'm glad Alpha Academy is in it. I thought for a minute there that they were going to be left out. Um, I, again, you're, you're talking a banger-style match here, and uh, any one of them could win, and I would be satisfied, but I expect RK Bro to retain. But I would like to see a split, and I would love to see Riddle be a, a, a full-fledged heel. And maybe we can get a Chad Gable singles Shush. singles run <laughs> with like a mid card like around the mid card right like a singles yeah. guy that could be holding a u.s title or an ic title to, not like those could are big, be left uh, off of wrestlemania i know if you say that then we know he's left off of it but um what what is kind of cool andrew is that for the whole time with with riddle though from immediately when they brought him up he's always been given a ton of respect in the ring like they always let riddle have a good match, go for like 10 or 15 minutes. He's never really getting rolled up in two seconds, goofy, even right off the bat. So for whatever reason, I don't know if it's Vince likes his in-ring work or whatever, they do let him work, which we wonder more of why they don't sometimes, right? You have someone like a Ricochet, you figure every Friday night, chalk up 10 minutes on a Ricochet match, boom. That's, that's 10 minutes off your show right there. Right, I don't, I don't know why they don't do that just a little bit easier. And I've been very pleasantly surprised with how they've handled Riddle because he was someone that, yeah, it could have gone either way with him. And there have been a lot of that calls that come up from NXT that end up lost causes. And there were a couple of things with Riddle that could have derailed his WWE career that had nothing to do with his in-ring work. There yep. are oh, stories yeah. out there, and yep. 
You know, it's, it, I'm not going to get into that, but there's stuff that because that it's hard because we don't yeah. really know all of we the don't know anything. We have right? no idea. It's there's rumors out there. Rumors can be anything, whatever. RK Bro is damn good at what they do. Alpha Academy is damn good at what they do. And one team we haven't talked a whole lot about is the Street Profits. And it's entirely possible that Montez Ford is a world champion in five years because that guy, The Rock, has, said so. That guy has everything. <laughs> absolutely. That made him cry. Everything you could want. Yeah. And also the fact that, hey, he's married to Bianca. Belair and if we know anything about WWE is that they love themselves a power couple and that's not to say by the way that Angelo Dawkins is dead weight he has improved considerably over the last two and a half to three years there was a time where Ford was carrying everything and Dawkins was just the big heavy getting a hot tag Dawkins can go now this has the potential to be a four-star plus match I'm excited for this one it's going to be a lot of fun and Darren, we'll see if maybe Randy Orton can pull off the third best RKO ever, you know, <laughs> in addition to the second best RKO ever that came a couple of WrestleManias ago. <laughs> Let's get to Pat McAfee, Austin Theory. So DZ, I think this match will actually be pretty good. Like I like both. I, Matt, McAfee works really hard. The one thing we know about him, he's going to take this seriously. He's like... He plays it like he's the frat broy goofy guy, but the dude, for what he does with his podcast, for how prepared he is when he's calling WWE, to just the way he travels. If you watched his little promo video, he literally doesn't even make anything off of what he does in WWE. He literally has to pay to fly all over the place just to go. <laughs> he does it because he loves doing it. He well, would, the guy, I mean, the guy got what, like forty-five million from Fanduel a year. Yeah, a year, <laughs> yeah. a couple hundred million dollar. Gino, if you were paying deal. me forty-five million, I could fly anytime to I'll come. I'll fly see you, anywhere pal. you need, anytime. First class, Spirit, I'll be Jet there. Blue, you name yeah. it, I'm going. <laughs> so I think this this should be fun. Um, just the the setup to it is just been a little bit wonky. You know, Vince went on the show and then they introduced that it was going to be Austin Theory. Uh, or that, that Pat was going to have a match And then Austin Theory kind of came out and So it's a little bit Maybe not natural Not naturally set up right We're not talking about him just Being on the commentary table and somebody coming over and talking trash and that's how it started That's usually what happens with the commentators on But when we've seen McAfee In the ring in NXT He took it seriously He had an awesome match with Adam Cole He was great in war games I think he's going to be taking this very seriously. I'm sure he's going to have a, a big spot or two planned. And I like Austin Theory in a lot of the heel shtick. It's it's sort of like a weird match, but I don't think it's going to be bad. No, I would be very disappointed if it's bad. I think I think it's going to be a fun match. Um, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, uh, and that that's good. Uh, you know how they get to wherever they go. Uh, I think there's a variety of different ways that they can go about this. Uh, like you said, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of big spots. I think McAfee does take it very seriously, and I think he takes it very seriously. Look, I, I don't love everything that Pat McAfee does. There are things that I can understand can annoy some people, and I can understand that sometimes it seems a little bit over the top. But I respect and appreciate the fact that it all comes from a place that he is genuinely excited and happy to be doing what he's doing. And you need more of that. And from that point of view alone, uh, I think he deserves opportunities and I will get behind it. 
and I will root for him to succeed. So I'm hoping that this delivers. I'm hoping that McAfee is able to continue in some form and pop up every once in a while and do things like this. Uh, and I'm hoping that uh, it, it doesn't fall flat as a dud because it would be unfortunate given how dedicated it does seem that, that McAfee is to everything that he's been doing. But I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, I, and I'm curious to see how they go about it. Koopaloop, Pat McAfee, he fits in the wrestling world, man. He's, he's, he does a good job on commentary. He really does. And you can tell it's sort of like with uh, – kind of remind me of how um, – uh, Nance and Romo are, were for a little while. You could tell that Jim Nance would get like a little bit more excited around. Here Romo. we go, Jim. Like, yeah, you know, like okay, <laughs> Jim, like and and then Jim would kind of be not as checked out as maybe he might have a year before. And and Michael Cole sort of feels like that with with McAfee. You could tell Michael Cole likes this guy a lot. Like McAfee makes Cole laugh a lot. Like he pops him and. I'm I'm pumped for McAfee to go out there and and make an ass out of himself, right? In a good way. Like he's going to go out there and try to steal the show. I'm a McAfee fan. I mean, anybody that can get Vincent Kennedy McMahon uh, to fly down and appear on their show is uh, a, a pretty good guy in my book. My concern here is uh, Austin Theory a little bit. Um, you know, here's a young guy that that shot up through NXT onto the main roster. Uh, you know, gets in this little storyline gimmick with the golden egg and, and Mr. McMahon. And now there's all these praises that, that theory reminds them of a young John Cena. I don't like the way theory buried, uh, and it's not his fault. He does what he's supposed to do. Beats ricochet uh, clean. And beats like ricochet. I don't think this helps this match at all and my concern here would be you know theory kind of getting uh being a little green in in front of such a large crowd i'm not worried about mcafee because we're not expecting you know him to be five star my concern here is a little bit with theory um it'll be a fun a a fun little match i don't know how long they get it's just I, I did, you know, I was okay with everything up until this past Monday. It, it, it's the last couple of weeks. I, I just think the booking with theory has just been off and I don't think it's added uh, to this match at all. Andrew, uh, what do we think here with, uh, with McAfee and uh, Austin theory? I've come around a lot on Pat McAfee over the last couple of years when he started doing his podcasting, his TV appearances, his announcing after he retired, he was way too barstooly for my taste. Yep, and completely look, agree. That stuff has an audience. The people it's just not behind me. that brand are incredibly smart. I'm not that audience, okay? It's just not me. Now, once he started making it a little bit big, he toned a lot of that down, and it doesn't seem nearly as forced. No, does he feels he, very natural. Yeah. Does he seem energetic? Absolutely. That's just kind of him. I, Exactly. Yeah. I enjoy that. And this is a guy who That's me. Can, I'm glad yeah. you do because you wouldn't we wouldn't be talking here if you didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's just it's one of those things where you can tell the guy is being himself. You can tell he's working because he wants to and not because WWE is sending him a big huge paycheck to be a celebrity to appear on WrestleMania. This is a guy who cares very deeply about not embarrassing himself in the wrestling ring. And he gets a guy who is quietly an excellent worker. I mean, for all the goofy stuff 
that Austin Theory has done in the past year and a half. You guys remember the way that stable with Gargano, was, where he was, was basically, funny. he yeah. was the village idiot. He was well, the son. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He comes in and all of a sudden he's Vince McMahon's prized protege. Don't forget this guy can freaking work. I think this has the potential to steal the show. I wouldn't be at all surprised if we're looking at a four-star match. The bad bunny said of last, and like you said, McAfee takes this seriously. He respects it. So did Bad Bunny last year. These guys, I guarantee you, McAfee has been. McAfee has his own ring in his in his house. Like he, he showed it in that promo that he cut. This guy, <laughs> that he, like, was a great promo. By the way, great video. It was it was fantastic. And so I'm I'm expecting this to be good. This will be a lot of fun. On night two as we head to Two of the bigger matches on Wrestlemania weekend This is probably the one that the real wrestling fans Are the most excited for AJ Styles versus Edge Give these guys 20 plus minutes Let them go out there But 20, we don't need 40 Right? Like 20, 25 is good Edge sometimes will get into that Triple H area Where it's like, oh, now we're getting a little too long And a little too epic But 20, 25, that's perfect This this should be one of the best matches of the weekend I like that we're not having the just babyface versus babyface For respect, who's better in the ring match The The problem that I have with this and, and it won't be a problem as soon as the bell rings It's just, like, three weeks ago Edge is, like, slapping Beth's Ass, or uh, Beth's ass on the on on the on draw, and they're like kissing. They're like the goofy. You're you're like your parents who are talking about going home and ha- getting hot and heavy, and we're all like cringing at it. And now he just makes the most abrupt evil heel turn that just seemed like it was really out of place. Um, yeah, I, I think it was unnecessary. Yeah, I, I I like I prefer heel baby face. In the matches, right? I prefer the dynamic than just two good guys going out there to have your match. But it he had a lot of things over the last year that could have made him turn. Like he could have turned right after not winning against Roman. He sort of was turning when they put Daniel Bryan into that match last year. Yeah. The triple threat match. And then he could have turned after the Seth Rollins stuff. But none of the those times he did. He had the funny Mixed tag stuff with the Miz and Maurice and, and Beth. And then now out of nowhere, he's just like pure evil again. I don't that's my issue with this. And Andrew, I think you were kind of hitting on it. Like Edge's promos are great. He's gonna go in there and do really good work. He's taken acting classes, he's done movies and commercials and, and TV shows, and he's like he's gonna go in there and do really, really good work. It's just it's a little bit off. In in that like, and even even on the flip side, two months ago AJ was a dick. You know, <laughs> like he was annoying. He didn't really have like a babyface turn moment. So neither of these guys really had like the catalyst that sparked them to turn one way or the other. And they just were like one. Day, it was just like, oh yeah, he's a heel now. He's evil. And oh yeah, like AJ's good. And this is one of those things I think you were getting at where. We like these guys so much They're both so damn good That we're, we'll sort of let it get away with it And we'll we'll end up looking back and going Man, this was one of the best matches of the weekend But it feels kind of goofy How we got here So, if I may Let's play the game of Andrew Books the Territory So, what I would have done 
I would have done the initial promo where the two guys challenge each other out of respect for WrestleMania. Crowd goes crazy. We're going to see a dream match, whatever. They did that stupid stuff with Rollins, okay? If you're going to do that, and if you're going to have Edge run out with the chair and bash AJ Styles' back a couple of times, make that the turn. Make that matter and make Edge destroy AJ with the chair and all of a sudden, you see the ultimate opportunist edge come back with that glare in his eye. We've all seen the gif. It's out there. That character. Do that. Have Edge and Styles cut dueling promos on Monday Night Raw that we know they can cut. And boom, we're off and running. That's all we need. Instead, what we got was, as Gino mentioned, the weird face heel dynamics and the weird ways and the weird timings and whatnot. And it was just overly complicated. And edge is probably going away again after WrestleMania. And after that happens, what do we do with AJ? None of that's going to matter. The 20 minutes from bell to bell, the 20 minutes from bell to bell should be fantastic. And if the match isn't at least three and a half or three and three quarter stars, it's a disappointment, but the way that we got here, I want a mulligan on that. There were so many better ways in which they could have told that story. Yeah. Go ahead, I th- I think, yeah, go ahead. I, I think you got I think you guys hit all the hit all the right notes. Um yeah, it it felt forced, you know, this whole it, it, this whole last three to four weeks and, and how they went about it. I agree, you always want babyface versus heel. I, I don't really, I, I really think this could have just evolved organically. You know, I really think you could have had these two do whatever, said whatever, fans would have picked the side, and, and it really would have been fine. I mean, this this match was not, doesn't have to be about a crazy heel storyline. It's about two of the best, you know, to ever do it. It's a dream match. It sells itself. You know, um, you could have flipped somebody heel after the match like you did Nakamura against Styles. You know, you could have done something yeah. like that. You know, uh, I, I think they, they did push things a little bit too far. My one concern, and you touched on it, uh, Gino, is if they if this goes too long. You know, if they if they go out there and say, this match is going to go for 38 minutes, you know, and there's false finish after false finish after false finish, and it just gets to a point where you just kind of get taken out of it, uh, like we saw with the Edge-Orton match. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. That's my one concern. 22, 23 minutes, good. You know, don't don't go much more than that. If I may jump in, I would just like to say, I have never been more disappointed in a WrestleMania match than I was with Edge versus Orton. Because that was one of those where you're like, after 10 minutes, you're talking, okay, to pick things up here a little bit. Then they go backstage and they do all of the hokey last man standing spots that everyone who listens to this knows I cannot stand. And then you're looking at 30 minutes going, oh, my God, is this done yet? And I, I, I might need to look up exactly how long it took, but they could have cut the match in half and it would have been just as bad and far less painful to watch. Koopa Loop, what are we going to have happen here, uh, Edge, AJ? Well, if you look at the Sunday card of, of the seven matches, this is the one that's probably going to go the longest. I, You know, a couple of months ago, I was under the assumption we may get a mixed tag with Edge and Beth Phoenix versus 
Miz and Maurice. Um, I thought that's where we were going. Um, I'm okay with the heel turn. It it wasn't needed. I would have rather seen, you know, first time ever, the, the perfect WrestleMania match, even though we've heard that before. I just don't think we got enough out of AJ's side. I think we got a, an attack, and then AJ was gone, and then AJ comes back, and then you, Seth Rollins is thrown into the mix. I agree. Which, it just doesn't feel like AJ's yeah, done a whole lot in this feud. He, You're right. He has. He has. Yeah. It, and they did a fine match. I just think that uh, it, it, it just doesn't equal out for me. I, I think once the bell rings, it'll be good. But if we're worried about it going too long, this is the match probably that's going to go the longest on Sunday. We get to the main event Champion versus champion Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns Paul Heyman Out there and DZ Roman Reigns is Man this guy's over He cut a fantastic promo on Monday To continue to build this up He told Brock Lesnar basically Stop effing around You know <laughs> You're out here having fun It was, it was a great promo It was it a was. great promo it was You're really out here good. cracking jokes This is personal for me you split my head open. I've been down this road. No, it was a great promo. And great promo. Uh, the, these guys, I think if a year ago or two years ago, we would have said it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania in 2022. Well, Andrew did say that. Yeah, no, he, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And, and at that, that point, we all would have been like, oh, oh no. You all were like that. We were. And every time I talk about this stuff, you all are like that. And about half the time, I'm right. Andrew, but, Andrew, but in, our, in our defense, in our defense, yeah, none of us thought this was going to be the version of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah, I didn't I, promise quality. I no, just yeah. said this was the yeah, match we're going to get. Was, that was the thing. And Andrew, <laughs> I think you're right. You, we didn't have the faith that Vince was ever going to finally lean into the heel turn with Roman because we never saw him really do it with Hogan. We never saw him do it with Cena. And we figured, I mean, he's had opportunity over and over. But when they finally did that and leaned into it, it's one of the things that gets frustrating, I think, for us as fans of of WWE because we see when they want to present someone or a storyline like it's really important and like it's a big deal. Like everything that's been involved with Roman Reigns for the last two years has felt like a real main event Has felt like a huge deal And so th- I think that's one of the things That we get as fans We know what they can do When they really want to put everything into it When they get the machine behind it And so I think this has been good This is It doesn't feel stale Because these guys are in different roles Than they were before And I am honestly Andrew like genuinely curious Because I could see either thing happening. I could see them having Brock Lesnar win this title and be the one, but it may it makes a lot more sense to have Roman Reigns be your guy still and it not be Brock. Um, so as the wrestling fan in me, I like that. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on this match and the setup, Andrew. So I'm going to rain on your parade a little bit here. Uh, this is <laughs> Andrew the lightning cloud. Um, did Brock rework his contract? No, yeah, I raised that point a couple of weeks ago. I don't, yeah, I don't yep. see how the, I don't see how he's a unified thing, champion working both shows. The only yep. thing I will say is that at least leading into it, he's been around, so yes. it's not as much in your head like 
oh, he was only here last week or two weeks. Like, he's been there every week leading up. So you are right. We know that he's probably not going to be the one to win and be there every week carrying the, the title. But I will say they've they've done a better job here with him being around to set this thing up than they have in past years where it's like. One, yeah, 100% on that. And the reason he's been around is in part because Paul Heyman doesn't speak for him anymore. So Brock has to be around to speak for himself. He can't just send Heyman around to talk about, you know, how his advocate is a you know, client, Brock Lesnar, whatever, da 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 This is a completely different direction for him in that regard as well, because when was the last time he really talked for himself? Are we having to go all the way back to the Brock Angle storyline way, 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 way back in the early 2000s? I mean, this is something that is so refreshing, even though the guys involved aren't, because they're being allowed to be themselves. My goodness, how simple is this? Yep. Get guys with charisma, let them be themselves, and get out of the way! Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Coop, this baby-faced Brock man bouncing around with the cowboy hat. And the even, best. Even on Raw on Monday, it was like he was kind of rambling around, but it was like you were kind of like it. It was it was good, <laughs> but you're like... Man, he said, "Welcome to Monday Night Raw." He said, "Oh, that was fun, but it kind of sucked, huh?" Yeah, that was bad enough. But he, Brock Lesnar, felt relatable. All script Brock is the best Brock. It was just so goofy that it was good, and he's having the time of his life. Um, you know, Roman has been nothing short of spectacular. You know, and I was watching these WWE Evil documentaries, and the one on Roman. Um, and, you know, getting booed a- as a face and he was able to overcome all that. And even when he came back from his leukemia scare, it just happened again. And them to, to pair him hill and to be the head of the table, this has probably been WWE's best storyline and best work. And I don't know how long, um, I, I'm with, you know, you and I both have talked about this for a while now. We don't like that both titles are on the line, um, but they are. Um, does, I don't. It, I don't. I don't see anything cheesy happening at the end here. Uh, no, the story needs so. to be told. I, I do think Brock probably goes away for a little bit, and Roman's your guy. Uh, but then you're going to have to have Roman lose to somebody, or, uh, or or give up a title. Yeah, or DZ. Is that what we do? Like, do we come back on Monday night and Brock know, wins, <laughs> no, and, or like Monday Night Raw? Has a tournament for to, to crown their champ, like the champ, the next champ, right? Do they do something like that? Do they have Roman hold it for a couple months and end up losing one of them? I don't like when they do that. I'd I'd prefer, but then it's weird to just be like, I don't want to be the champion of that. I think right. you could very easily say, Hey, Roman Reigns is going to be on SmackDown. We need a champion on Monday Night Raw. You know, or or do you just do this for the time being? Roman Reigns, there's there's one title, one champion. Then he's on both for a little while, yeah, and I'm it's fine. not that, it's not that he's WWE champion and Universal champion. It's that he is what maybe there's a new belt that's going to be at ringside. Maybe they, and, he's going to be a unified heavyweight champion for the rest of his run, and then when he finally loses, maybe they reintroduce or introduce a new belt for the other brand. It's it's possible that that's what they do, which is why I think. 
that Roman is is going to be the winner. Um, my my only concern with the match is that we've seen this match several times. Um, they've done it differently. Well, I won't say differently. There have been different variations. The SummerSlam match where Roman won was much different than the two WrestleMania matches. They have to do this match in a way that we haven't seen it before. It can't just be 10 suplexes, six Superman punches, three spears. <laughs> you know, it, they have to they have to figure out a way to do it differently. Um, my money, what I think they're going to do, I think they're going to redo the finish from Lesnar Taker at SummerSlam. I think Roman puts him out cold with Lesnar giving him the finger as he's going under or something like that. I like I think that. it's a, I think it's a guillotine redone SummerSlam where uh yeah. Taker put him in the triangle and I think Roman puts him out and I think that's how I think and and then you end the you end it with him standing over Lesnar out cold and I think that's how this ends. I don't think somebody gets pinned. I think it's something like that. I think it's Roman going over and I think I I personally think we're going to have one champion for a while. I don't know how long it's going to well, be, but I think you have really to it, he better be on both the the he thing will. that I think is tricky about it is just the networks. Yep. Right? Is the being that Monday is on the separate network than Friday. That's the just, only thing that's a little weird to me just because you feel like more, they want a main champ I think on both of those shows and so You're totally fine with having Roman show up on both But you have to do one of two things One, he's got to be there on both of those shows And two, you really do have to elevate those mid-card titles Like that IC title has to be more important That US Mm -hmm. title has to be more important If you're not Mm going to have another world title that you're defending You're going to have shows where you need the IC title to main event it You're going to have shows where you need the US title to main event it you know, my my thought process is, and listen, I could be wrong because there's been so many things that I've said it's illogical to do that. It doesn't make any sense, and then WWE just does it anyway. So I'm be, I've been I've been down the down the road many times before, but this whole thing is now being built up as these guys are talking about. I am going to be the unified champion. I am going to be the guy. It's going to be one belt. It's going to be mine. I'm taking full custody. Whatever words they're using. It would be really, really strange if they go to a show, like if they go to Monday Night Raw and Roman comes. I mean, I guess you could do this. Roman comes out with the two belts and says, I don't want this little shitty belt. I'm the universal champion. All I wanted to do was show Lesnar I could take it from him. Here you go, Vince. Here's your little WWE title back. Put it on whoever else you want. And then I'll fight that guy next time and I'll beat him too. I mean, maybe they do that. I don't know. But it's just weird, right? It it just doesn't make much sense. Yeah, it is. And I, well, that's in a good way. There are a lot of things that don't feel completely predictable on this show. And that's nice. And I think mm-hmm. the one thing we've been talking it out over the last couple hours is the one thing I've realized is there's a lot of good on this show. There's what looks to be a lot of. Maybe bad, not in ring, but just the way it's been built. Andrew, more than anything, there's just a lot on this show. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of whatever, good, bad, everything. So give us some of your kind of final overall thoughts about this year, the two night mania as we uh, as we sit a couple days out. I'm looking forward to it for the most part. The action from Bell to Bell is not gonna be the problem. These guys and these girls can go. That's not gonna be the issue. 
The problem is, how do you trust that any of this stuff is going to matter long term? We'll see. I'm hoping they find ways to capitalize on the momentum they're going to get. I think Roman Reigns is going to be the unified champion and appear on both brands, as he should, because there is nobody other than Lesnar in the same stratosphere as he is from a star power standpoint, and I'm including Cody Rhodes in that assessment. They got to start building more guys up. They've got to make the secondary titles matter to echo your guys' points, and it's a case where... you need to make it so that if the stories aren't optimal, we don't care because the guys involved are over and we still want to see them fight. This seems really easy. And every year it seems like we go into WrestleMania and some of the stories make sense and some of them don't. Like it seems overcomplicated and overdone. People want to see a good guy go up against a bad guy with something at stake. Just do that. It's not hard. DZ, what are we thinking uh, with uh, WrestleMania? Just two days, about what, 45, 48, 72 hours away? I think it has the potential to be a good show. Um, I am disappointed because with the belts that are on Balor and Ricochet, it had the potential to be an excellent show. Uh, if you would have taken out, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, knock on drew mcintyre but no but if, the, if the you story. had taken out if you had taken out mcintyre and corbin and you had taken out one of the gimmick matches and put it someplace else or even the new day match versus mm-hmm. sheamus and rich holland and you replaced that with finn Balor versus somebody or you replaced it with a ladder match with one of those belts or both of those belts on the line it would have went from the potential of being a good show to a potential for being an excellent show yeah so I am disappointed in that. I am curious to see a lot of the things that they're going to do. I'm excited for a couple of the different things. It's got plenty of star power, Becky and Bianca. It's got Seth Rollins versus potentially Cody Rhodes. It's got Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. It's got Randy Orton. It's got Edge and Styles. Lashley's back, and it's got Lesnar and Roman. It's got a lot of star power. And if the bell-to-bell action is good, it'll probably be remembered as an above average to good WrestleMania. But like Andrew said, hopefully a lot of this stuff matters long-term. Uh, and my con- my concern is that other than Roman, well, maybe in Ronda, uh, other than the two of them, I, I don't know how much of it is going to be uh, prominent three, four, or five months from now. I feel like I should, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen Goofy Movie, right? One of the all-time great Disney movies. I feel like I should make the Goofy Movie bet and be like, I'm going to be at Dallas in the ring for the main event. You're going to see me pop up somehow. And it's like my quest over the next few days to try to get there. <laughs> as uh, that's, what, that's what you get at the, with the Goofy movie. I will be headed out to Dallas, but not for WrestleMania. How, Jeez. Nuts, how nuts is that? Um, fellas. What are you, you going to be doing? So I'm a jobber. Here's, 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 a jobber. here's what's that's funny. What is like. We don't even, there's not even anything actually set planned. I think there was going to be like one of the nights we were going to go to top staying at like a motel six. We were staying in an Airbnb and we were just going to go hit, they were just going to hit some of the bars, you know? And so I'm like, maybe I'll just go to mania and meet you guys after, you know, I'll be back later on, but it just, I I am actually, I I am, I am actually going to go to SummerSlam. I'm going to Nashville. 
Awesome. I booked, uh, booked the hotel and the flights and cool. the uh, the tickets to go on sale. We haven't been to her. I, I haven't been to a wrestling show live in since pre-pandemic, cool. which is wild. So we're going to take Anthony and Ava and we're going to head down to Nashville. We'll have a little bit of fun adult time at the bars during the day and whatever. And we'll head up to uh, to SummerSlam on that Saturday night of the weekend. So that'll be that'll be fun. Hey, I actually go to Nashville when SummerSlams and go to SummerSlam. You know, I'm yeah, like, look at that. Go. I was going to say, you're actually going to be there. <laughs> Darren, you're allowed to have fun adult time at the bars while on vacation with your kids. That's a fun <laughs> trick, man. Listen, man. Listen, I have one thing that my wife and I have figured out a way to do. And it's just the life that we've chosen to leave. You know, we live in a normal house. We drive normal cars. We, we you know, very normal people. But we like to, whatever money that we have, we like to spend on vacations. And that's just our thing. That's what yeah, we enjoy. Cool. And when we go away, wherever it is, including Disney, which I'm going to in a couple of weeks, we find, a way, we find a way to make that somewhat of an adult trip with kids where we will go to Disney Springs and go to STK for dinner and go to Boathouse for dinner. And when we go to Hollywood Studios, we'll hit up the bars and it'll be like, hey, Anthony, this place has a monster soft pretzel. Look in the window. And oh, yeah, <laughs> mom and dad are getting the giant, you know, carafe of different beers. And Anthony's <laughs> sitting there eating this pretzel the size of like, you know, We're his head. The system very well. You know, you got, you know, you just got to figure it out. You know, you, what works for them, you figure out a way to make it work for them, work for you. And the good thing we looked into at Nashville is that kids are allowed in bars until like six, seven o'clock at night. So it works out perfectly. There you go. Fellas, <laughs> the three of you guys have given just hundreds and hundreds of hours uh, over the last couple of years. And uh, three of my best friends out there. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Let's have a fun week. Let's hope this show is one that uh, that we'll have some really cool WrestleMania moments and memories and, uh, and matches to talk about. And uh, we'll be recapping it i'm sure talking about it next week when we uh when we reconvene for the old wrestling rewatch and for uh for real, this week real quick what's the ma- what's the match of the weekend scott steiner versus the microphone <laughs> <Hands down. laughs> i mean i think i think most people are, are wanting to say edge aj but the energy behind the cody match you know with seth like that could be really cool the the energy there and the excitement of cody showing back up and us sort of not knowing what they're going to do with that that'll, that'll be a lot of fun And then I think we all kind of sort of agree That the women's tag could be One that we're not going in thinking Is going to be the best match on the night But I like all of those women Sort of like you said DZ And I, Sasha is one And I think Naomi is the same way Where I feel Rhea and Liv Like I could see them with the chip Wanting to be the like Hey let's steal this show tonight Like let's go out there and do some crazy stuff I, I think I think it's going to be Brock and Roman. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm I think gonna... for, I think for the first time that they're having this match, that they are both in a place that they both are happy with their their specific characters. They're both happy with the responses that they're getting. Comfortable. They're, it's not it's not forced. Brock's not in a position where he's trying to get a baby face over dealing with the baby face getting booed. Nobody wanting to see it. Brock being salty about that. I, I think you're I think you're gonna get the best possible version. And oh, by the way, their first match at the WrestleMania where Rollins stole the title was, was tremendous and doesn't get spoken about enough. I think you're gonna get the best version of Brock and Roman, and I think they're gonna tear the house down. I, I think Darren's absolutely right. As a dark horse pick, I'll go McAfee Austin Theory. I think that's got the potential to be a real banger. 
Coop, give us something that you're looking most forward to. You know, after Monday night with with Becky and Bianca, I, I thought the hair deal was just set that storyline. Uh, you know, almost bring in beefcake. Beefcake <laughs> beef <laughs> to the ring. Cutting and strutting. My my question is, if for some reason Cody Rhodes is not a part of this, does this put a major downer on yes. WrestleMania 38? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. it, does. Yeah. it does. I don't know about major, but, but it's a, a downer. downer. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like they didn't promote this, but they leaned into it way too much with the commentary, with the addressing the rumors, kind of that if they didn't, this would be this would be bad. They got to do it. I, I, I almost feel like they were in a place where if he's not going to be there, they had to say it almost. I know they, they had to do something <laughs> to let you know he's not there because yeah. th- that will be one of those things where if it's like the end of night one or towards the end of the night, if Seth is out there for about three or four minutes and nothing had that, just chance could get you know a <laughs> Cody <laughs> chance. So <laughs> WrestleMania week, one of the most fun times for us wrestling fans. Uh, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate everyone out there who's been a big fan of That's What G Said Has been a big fan of one of these guys on the show Uh, They have helped so much through the years And we will have many, many years to come um, And many wrestling shows to come The the problem is is that as as many as we recap and review There's like five or six more that are pumped out by that time So we'll we'll never be able to catch up (laughs) Ever We'll always have plenty to dive back into Andrew will find plenty of AWA content for us to go back to From the show That interview with Ralph Strangis is one of the favorite things I've ever done (laughs) It was It was a highlight It was really cool Coop DZ AC You guys have a great weekend I will uh yeah, I'll, hopefully I'll pop up on some wrestling show, even if it's like late at night on some indie show. The Dallas. collective. I was gonna yeah. say I'll get a couple of my drunk guys, and we'll end up in the uh, across from Braun Strowman and EC3. And, uh, <laughs> that would be great. I know. That would be that, so please. Great. That would be please, yeah. You're, you're getting pelted. Be like, dude, look where I am. Yeah, you're getting pelted with beer, like I'm gonna, Keenan and Andre. I'm gonna show up Friday night or Saturday night at three. Really drunk, really late at Do you work. know how far? How how far do you think Braun Strowman could throw you? Oh, <laughs> like end zone nice. to end zone in AT and T Stadium. It was perfect about me and where I am right now. About a buck, I'd say fifty-five or so. Is that it's not so light because, like a, a feather, you can't throw right. I've just I've got just enough. That you can really control It's like Stephanie always jokes with me Because I always pretend like if there's someone At the door I'll grab like the two pound Weight next to me I go okay I got this You know like I go out there like I'm gonna go at them and Poor she always, Stephanie poor, she always poor laughs. Stephanie. I said but you know You want the small weight so you could Really control it well you know I can pick <laughs> you on the head with that thing So yeah. <laughs> Fellas oh man thank you so much We've uh, we've had so many great hours and uh, and So many great shows through the years let's have another fun One with Wrestlemania coming up Make sure to give all these guys a follow they are Fantastic in their fields DZ AC and Koopa Loop Don't go anywhere folks still a lot More on that's what G said We move From Wrestlemania To NXT Wrestlemania Weekend stand and deliver Koopa Loop Chad Koop helps out we talk About uh, the We'll recap NXT from Tuesday night. We'll go through the card for the show, and then we get into AEW a recap from Dynamite on Wednesday, a show that we both really liked, and the pacing of the show seemed pretty good, and the, the focus of the show I thought was good this week in wrestling on a big-time WrestleMania week. Here it is, folks. 
fight of the night and trying to claim that belt once and for all. It's this week's wrestling recap. All right, calm down. And here he is, your hometown hero, your reigning champ, the one and only Chad Cooper. week spectacular and this whole show is uh is chad cooper on the show <laughs> it's, we got a big wrestlemania roundtable segment at the beginning that i'm sure many of you listen to and that's going to lead right into us previewing nxt stand and deliver and talking a little bit about what went down at aew this week so koopa loop man i'm making you uh pull double duty this week Working overtime, brother. Exactly. <laughs> he works hard for the money. So hard for the money. <laughs> Koopa Loop. So we'll uh, and at the end we'll maybe if there's anything else you want to mention about media before uh before we uh we get to the big show. But I am really pumped for NXT stand and deliver. And I thought coming off of a uh, another good episode of NXT TV where we saw just right off the bat I'll kind of run through uh, the results uh, Imperium beat Imperium with uh, Gunther and the uh, NXT champions beat LA Knight and MSK Ivy Nile defeated Tiffany Stratton Our, our uh, buddies Brooks and Dunn Jensen and Briggs They picked up a big win over Legat Odell Fantasma Maria Von Wagner <laughs> Bodie uh, Joe Gacy beat Draco Anthony Nikita Lyons beat Sloan Jacobs And Cameron Grimes He's in. He beat Rodericks and a kid. Grimes qualifies for the North American Championship ladder match at Stand and Deliver. Man, we open up and it's just right off the bat with action. Boom. Here comes Imperium with Gunther and the tag champs. And then the brawl starts. This thing's going wild and crazy all over. Freaking LA night, man. We say it every week. We're like broken records, but this dude is so over. The crowd just loves him. They play to him. He plays to them. And uh, I mean, this was fun. And I, you know, you're building up match, uh, you know, matches for this weekend. So someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose in this situation. It's a six man tag. My only gripe, and it, doesn't seem like it's impacting him at all It just seems like LA Knight's on the losing side Of <laughs> right match right? But damn yeah, the crowd still loves him <laughs> it, uh, it That stinks uh, Because you don't know Where they're going with him You know we've been speculating for, for a while now This guy really doesn't have a lot to prove anymore At NXT 2.0 Not that I'm saying that You know this is just a, a, a training ground, you know, because, you know, hey, look, this is two hours every every week on the USA Network, and that's nothing to, to be ashamed about. But he definitely feels like now more than ever, um, you, you know, in his match coming up at Stand and Deliver, uh, which way do they go? It definitely feels like to me that, that Gunther is definitely going to get to win. But I like when a show opens with a brawl. I really do. Um, it, it's it sets the tempo for the show. I, I thought Tuesday's show was fantastic. There were a couple of matches in there that I really didn't care for. Uh, Von Wagner and Joe, Joe Gacy's uh, matches. Really, I, I just, I don't think they know what they're doing with a couple of these people. But um, this is, this is going to, you're talking two fantastic matches at Stand and Deliver. With LA Knight and Gunther, and then you have the, the triple threat. For the for the tag match and MSK is in there as well, but 
I just like when a, when a show opens Me with too. a brawl. It kind of sets the tempo as long as it's not too uh, – didn't go on too long, but it led to I, a hot match, and the crowd was so, so over for uh, LA Knight. I just – I like when it gets – when they mix it up, and that's one thing I'll give AEW a lot of credit for. They don't – some weeks it's match – a lot of times for AEW it's matches to start right sure, off the bat. Sure. But then they've had a little promos here and there that they feel like are more important promos. With WWE, you sort of know – like what 90% of the time you get that opening in ring promo, which yes. is fine. And it's it's fine to have a template. You know, they they they're not stupid. They've done the numbers. I'm sure there's a reason why they do that, right? It, it's there's gotta be a reason. It draws people in, whatever it is, you know, gets more people hooked. But it is nice to have a change of pace and to have a really cool, good little six man here with all uh, all six of these guys. You know that they can go. Imperium gets the W there. And then after the Creed brothers come out. And they uh, they get a little stare down. So, I it feels like MSK. We talked about too, maybe getting a heel turn in here because it they've been acting that, a little heely, you know. Yeah, they they have, uh, you know. And and don't take the 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 partnership with LA Knight. Um, take it with a grain of salt. I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I I don't know if they go full fledged. They could be tweeners. I I expect the Creed brothers to walk out Saturday afternoon. I guess with the tag NXT tag team titles, but um. I mean, I see why, you know, we often, I, even me, I raised my hand. I, I, it was me. I couldn't believe they put MSK in the spot for this match, uh, this triple threat. And then after you think about it a little bit, you know, the Creed brothers are over, um, but they are new and they're they're a little green. They're, they're not your prototypical tag team that you see. So um, it'll bring a lot of flavor into that match, um, and you can't knock what they do in ring. Those guys are uh, those guys are special. No, it's great. It's just if they didn't turn, if they're not turning heel or going to come out of this as a heel, it's weird that they got inserted in here yes. the way they did. Yes, one hundred. You know, and maybe it's just one of those. Oh, you know what? This is one of our top acts, and we want to get them on the big mania card show. But it it didn't feel like it was their time. Felt like they've had their moment, and it felt like this was the moment for the Creed brothers to get the win. So if they do something healy, it at least makes some sense here. We got the uh, the setup for EO and Kaylee Ray winning the Dusty Tag Team Classic for the women, and uh, and how they both decided to enter. And now we kind of see why they did this at the end. I still don't like it. I still it doesn't make sense to me. Having a team as a tag team winning the Dusty Cup, and then they don't <laughs> get the the tag team titles and a uh, shot, and now you have a different tag team going to be getting that shot. It looks like, and you've got them now in the women's title match when it would have been better for Cora. I don't like this at all. Now, when they get there, I'm sure the match will be great. It'll be great. Um, EO's good, Kaylee's good, Mandy's been excellent, and Cora's great. I think the in ring will be really fun and and good. But this just felt to me like it would have been a lot better with Cora versus Mandy one on one. You've got the Toxic Attraction versus you know one of the tag teams. I I guess they wanted to tell the Raquel and Dakota story too, but. I feel sort of bad for Cora because I think she should be getting her one on one, and I feel really bad for Wendy too. <laughs> what the hell, man? She was yeah, like part of the like, tag team, and what happened to her now? It's really convoluted. I I I don't like the way that we got here. Um, so I'll take it with Dakota Kai, who's walking around, and poor Wendy Chu is gone, 
and Dakota Kai finds a tattered pillow, one panda bear slipper, and a onesie, and she's gone. So it's like, uh, okay, I don't know if they thought someone was hurt and they're not hurt that bad, and we see why later in the night with a reunion with Dakota and Raquel, but that's being told awfully quick. Yeah. Maybe last week we could have gotten that. So we could have had one more show to build it and to understand why those, those two were back, but to have EO and, and Kaylee Ray, why Kaylee Ray is in this match is beyond me. She's been there, done that and lost and lost. I don't like that. I feel like that I don't know what it is here. I, I, I'm i with you, and I've been with you for a while with Cora Jade. I think it's her time to win this title, but something is really bothering me. And, I, and I will say, Leo, you know, I didn't, winning this title on Saturday. And I did not like, it, it happened a little bit later in the show, I didn't like the little video package they did with Cora. No, I did not either. I didn't I, I, either. You know what, I don't, I like when they look back at, we, we talked about this the other day. With the the you know the the doing stuff when you're a kid or with the pictures with someone, I don't mind that. I don't mind the looking back at the notebook and this is what I wanted to do when I was a kid. The tone of it was sort of weird. It, it, it just was weird. It didn't feel like the promo. Normally, the show right before the big match, I want the babyface in the ring cutting a promo to the fans right before that big match. And we didn't get it. That's what I wanted from Cora. I wanted her to be in the ring and not have the sit down video package back there. And I don't know why they did that. If there was a reason, if for whatever, but she needs to feel like the one with a little bit more of the focus. And now this last two weeks, it's like, oh, she sort of felt like she's been put on the back burner to Kaylee and EO jumping in here. And I don't like that. And that's the way I felt too. And, no. and, and we're all about odds. Of course we are. And I was able to find some NXT stand and deliver odds. And I, I was surprised that Mandy Rose is a slim favorite here heading into uh, here. We are a, a day or two away from this pay-per-view, but I felt like EO may be the one that may sneak out of this match with the title. Maybe they protect Cora. I don't know. You know, Mandy doesn't, doesn't have to be pinned to win the title, right? It, it's a fatal four way. The match is going to be fine. It's going to be fantastic. I don't like the way they got here in this in, in the women's version of this pay-per-view coming up this weekend. And usually NXT has been really, really strong. I want some time to figure out why Dakota and Raquel. Hell, Dakota turned on her, and then Raquel and Cora were buddy buddies I know. for a while. And now they're they, it's just like Raquel out of the blue is back. When and it wasn't enough, like it it didn't seem it. like Dakota wasn't in dire enough of a situation Right Right. It wasn't right. like oh she was getting beat And she was almost going to be bloody like, You know like when right. okay your friends go, Like something you'd see in the territories Where your friend that you turn on But then they see you and they come back and help you out You know right. Right. I understand that But like you said it all happened so quick Why we didn't get any story to it We didn't get to hear why they're a team Now why Raquel decided to do that What happened any of that? What went and on? It with- it, and it, Gino, it really wouldn't make sense for Raquel and Dakota to win the titles. I know. Saturday. Why are they getting a title shot? It makes no no sense whatsoever, but it feels like they're going to. 
It, it does. Um, they, and they should Wendy Chu, maybe, maybe Wendy comes back in a different persona, but and heck, interrupts. Man, yeah, man, heck though, we were we were just buying this. We thought it was a little goofy in the beginning, and we were laughing at it. She would pop up in these promos, sleeping on top of a locker, um, it, you know. And like, okay, she's had a couple of matches with Dakota in this I, women's version of the Dusty Classic, and now we've crapped on her. I wouldn't even have minded if you had Raquel show up at the pay per view to help them win. I'm okay with that because if it was Wendy, sense. if it was Dakota and Wendy there, though, right? And then Wendy, like maybe Wendy gets taken out of the match early, and they they stretch her back. She gets hurt, right? They they sell an injury, and then. It's Dakota out there by herself Raquel comes out She's not like in the match But she sort of like helps Dakota win And that that at least would make sense Because Wendy was there But now like Wendy's just out of the picture And now they're just a team They're just going to go for it I don't I, again, All of the matches are going to end up being good All three of these matches That were or I guess the, the two that we're talking about The four way and now the tag match So there's actually going to be what Eight of these women now Right, involved. I, I, it, it goes back to I don't know why EO and Kaylee Ray won the Dusty Cup Classic. I just don't know why. Um, they should have you know, lost and had a match against each other. Yes, yes. To see to see who the I, toughest, I the toughest. I look, yeah. I, I look. We say it week in and week out. You know, the matches usually hold their own, and they will. NXT is two point even two point The few standalone events they have had. Have been fantastic, uh, be, you know. Beginning with War Games, I just I think this has been so convoluted this week with the the women and these storylines that it, it's kind of hard to keep up. Will Wendy come back? I don't know. Uh, who who was EO's partner that's been hurt? What's her name? Um, oh, I know her. I know her Stark. name. Stark uh, Zoe. Yeah. Does she come back and get involved somehow? I, I don't know, but it man, it just if we're putting the titles on Raquel and Dakota for the tag titles, I don't mind it. I don't like the way they got them because Toxic Attraction has been so good, good but really good. We really seen them in the ring over the last couple of weeks. That's why I thought maybe there was an injury. Um, but back to the to the women's NXT Championship, it just doesn't feel like right now it's Core Jade's time. And man, they built her up. And look, I, she's got nothing but time ahead of her. But just don't don't build her up to us, then just pull her back and put her at the back of the line. I I I don't get it. Yeah, me neither. We had a uh, Ivy Nile pick up a win in a, a match. There we had Dolph Ziggler. Oh, I thought this was pretty good. First, you had um, Champa kind of talking, cutting his promo, uh, talking about stand and deliver, and we got Champa versus Tony D. So we got the build to some of that, and then uh, and we got. Dolph Ziggler in his uh, video package in his promo, and you can tell Dolph Ziggler is into this. Of course, he is. He's yeah. invested. He's interested. He's all in. Though Dolph Ziggler always does a good job with whatever he's given. The problem with Dolph Ziggler is for a while he just wasn't given very much. No, and and he was presented the same way. They'd say, oh, you know, Dolph would win a couple matches. He'd get a big opportunity, and then he'd lose. He he wouldn't really win the big one. He. You know, and they just kind of became like a guy you knew was going to be. Uh, whenever there was someone new, they would end up beating Dolph Ziggler first. You know, <laughs> like he was like the jobber to the stars for a while. When he starts going through the things that he's done, and you go, "Oh yeah, like 
multiple time world champ, all the world IC, champ. all the IC titles and US titles, all like uh, the Money in the Bank, you know, uh, Soul Survivor in that big, you know, Survivor Series match. He, this dude, you forget about all the things that he's done. He's been around for a while, and I love what he said. Is like, I didn't get the opportunities that some of these guys had. You know, early on, there might have been no Spirit Squad. There might have been no Nikki and and stuff like that. He he's invested in this, and and I'm really pumped for his match with Braun. It's going to be good, and and he's done a great job heading down here and and help build this. And I think put some more eyeballs on NXT. The packages are just we talk about separation between WWE and the rest. And while there's other companies with great talent, and we'll get to AEW in a second. Um, there there is. There's a lot of talented guys and gals out there, but there's some separation and it's not close. We're talking production value and we're talking the way WWE is able to do these video buildups and these segments for these big matches. And what I watched on Tuesday night with this Dolph Ziggler stuff was fantastic. If that doesn't get you ready for this match, if you don't like Braun Breaker, or if you don't like Dolph Ziggler, or you like one and don't like the other, or if you like both, that that on Tuesday night watching that is is just why WWE deserves a lot of credit because they can get you excited about something that you may not be excited about. And that and that program between Dolph and Braun, we know who's going to win the match. We know who's going to be the champion, but it's going to elevate it. It, it. The work that he's done and Bobby Roode down there with him. It's just, uh, it's phenomenal work, and I like the way that they're bringing some of these guys and girls down from the main roster to do this. It's perfectly fine. It gets more eyes on your product, and heck, I mean, he, he's going, we know Braun Breaker is going to be a, a big star, but man, Dolph is going to put him over on Saturday like no one else and really elevate his status. Brooks Engine Briggs Brooks Jensen and Briggs These guys man I texted you after last week I was like damn my Maria is stuck in my head For like like a few days now I'm just humming it to myself later on Uh, They actually get the win over Legado Del Fantasma It's one of those things where they're very much to me Like sort of like Happy Corbin Um, They sort of like They grew on me and I don't think that they're Main eventers or anything but they're just sort of A fun Kind of tag team that they're making fun of themselves a little bit more now. They're not playing playing it so serious, and they're getting better in the ring. They're not awful in the ring. They're kind of like a. What I like is that they they have a sort of distinct look and feel to them as a tag team, right? They kind of have an old school territory tag team feel. Like, oh yeah, these are the country guys, you yeah. know <laughs> that that come yeah. in. Like they're, they're they're sort of like that's who they are, and they. They look like a tag team. They act like a tag team. They're buddies. They feel like a real team. So there's a lot of things that are, they have work to do, but I feel a lot better about them than I did a few months ago. And this isn't a bad win for them, picking up a W over Legado Del Fantasma. Unfortunately, they're they're beginning to grow on me too, and it mm-hmm. and it and it helps when you put Fallon Henley. Yeah, makes and it more likable. It does, and what helps is. We, we we were introduced to these two. They were green. They had a match or two. They yanked them off, and they started putting them in these silly segments that we absolutely hated. And then they started, they brought in Fallon, who is Tesha Price from the indie scene. They added a third wheel. 
and they started to become likable. But do you know what's helped over the last two weeks? It's them actually being in the damn ring so we can connect with them. And this was a really fun match. And look, kudos to Legato Del Fantasma. They are fantastic. They can make anybody look good. And, you know, Brooks and Dunn, they're going on us, man. They are because they've been able to get into the ring and work some good matches. They're not going to be polished. They're not going to be the greatest tag team in the world, you know. Um, But uh, they're starting to become more and more likable and more relatable. Just two good old boys having a good old time. And uh, I look, if the Creed brothers walk out of stand and deliver the tag team champions, uh, which I think you and I would tend to agree yeah. they are and they should. You've got several tag teams now waiting. And look, man, Brooks and Dunn. They're right there. They're right there, man. Yeah, they should be They They should get a shot and lose. You know what I mean? But like they're in sure. they're next in line and they're in that conversation. And, and in a in the next six months or so, they they should be right there. For a tag team title opportunity They really should if things continue to go on the upper trajectory For them so that's what is cool About watching these this version Of NXT right now is that There's a little bit less pressure On some of these talents to immediately Succeed we, we talked About it like with Mandy with Carmelo And some of them where it's like ah the first couple nights They went out there and were cutting promos it was like Eek that, that was, was rough. rough That was oh, rough yeah. but you you saw them grow And with these teams and these These Performers it hasn't taken long It doesn't take long for some of them you just need some reps It's like oh yeah I've never been on live TV Before now I've done it two or three times I just know where I'm looking I know what to do I figure things out a little bit I'm more comfortable And that's what you get the feel with the Briggs and Brooks Brooks and Dunn They've come a long long way They've come a long Oh that was very well played Coop They've come a long long way They take our booze Well done there Um, So Persia and Indy are backstage Talking about who's the better couple They're arguing Um, So you wonder They don't have a match scheduled But maybe we get a tag Like pre-show match Right there's something something. Segment or like a makeout sesh back and forth. <laughs> she said something that uh, you go, we go, that, you go. Yeah, <laughs> the stand and uh, she said, uh, Indy said something to the fact that it's stand and deliver. We're going to let the debit, you know, the, the fans decide on who is the hottest couple. So yep. something is coming, you know, here. I, I just hopefully Duke Hudson has, has uh, healed up from all those wounds that Gunthar put on him, but something's yeah. coming here. It's fun. You know, it's not something to, uh, you know, that's that's going to blow you away. Maybe a bathroom break or something, but it'll be something fun where they get into the ring and uh, we'll have a makeout sesh or something yeah. like that. <laughs> exactly. So we uh, we talked all about the uh, the women's uh, segment there, but before we got that, we had the Cameron Grimes promo, and really good. you know, good stuff, man. Real with him, they've just done a really great job because what they did, we love. Cameron Grimes as the goofy to the moon, you know, and and he can play that really over the top character, but now you make him feel so much more real. Yeah, with this uh, talking about his dad and sort of the struggles, and again with Grimes for a while it was stuff out of the ring. Now we're getting back in the ring with him, and the dude can go. And when we see him in the ring, and we have a reason to get behind him. And he talks about how he's got to deliver to the promise he made to his late father. This pay-per-view is named Stand and Deliver. <laughs> you know, 
I I would Carmelo's doing a really good job. That's my only my only concern. I think he's doing a great job, but wow, they've built this like it feels like Grimes where he didn't win the first time, then he gets his neck the the last chance opportunity, he comes in, he's cutting these great promos and and Cameron Grimes gets the win at the end of the show, so he makes his way uh, onto the card at Stand and Deliver. It's going to be Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo versus Santos versus Grayson Waller versus Solo Sokoa. I liked what they did at the end too, where they had the uh, all the guys coming out through the crowd and, and kind of cutting their little little one line or two line promos, and they got it built up for what should be, I mean, an awesome awesome match. Yeah, kudos to you. You've been on this. Uh, you you called this. Cameron Grimes spot uh, a while back um, about him getting um, this uh, this slot for this match. Number one, this main event was just uh, Cameron Grimes with a kid and Roderick Strong. Holy cow, was it was it good? Uh, it, it was good. Um, I, you know, you have a really interesting match now that could go a lot of different ways. Uh, stand and deliver, uh, as you said, Carmelo has been doing so good. Um, I, I, you know, Santos, it, it feels like a veteran now. You don't see him winning the title, um, but you can make a case for Carmelo to keep it solo. Uh, Grayson is that that slimy heel that can just roll in at the very end after a, a finishing maneuver. You could make it for all of them. You're right. For, for all of And then there's, man, Cameron Grimes is the hot name going into this match. And I, I mean, look. Look at the work that he's done. And as you said, you know, he's been silly outside the ring. I think when Duke Hudson cut his hair, I, I'm not, not saying a, a, a light switch turned on, but we, we started to see a more serious side of Cameron Grimes. And I'm glad they started to go this way with him because I think we're starting to see a pathway for him to move up to the main roster. This, this again, there's several people that are right now are main roster ready. In NXT 2.0, we talk about LA Knight. This guy's ready this to rock. Is the other one. This, yep. this guy's ready to rock. He's ready to go. Uh, we had Vaughn Wagner pick up the win over Bodie Hayward. I mean, you you were kind of on this for a while. Vaughn's just not doing it. No, he's not. There's just he's something, not. you know, he checks he's a lot of the boxes, right? He's like big guy and he's got a fine look. And you, point, you pair him now with Robbie, but. I don't know. He just doesn't really connect with me. It goes all the way back to the just kind of he was thrust into these main event kind of spots. And right, right. It just never remember the goofy stuff he was doing with Kyle O'Reilly. We're gonna get to oh, Kyle yeah. O'Reilly in a minute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he, he had an interesting moment on uh on dynamite. <laughs> but um yeah, I just this it's was one of my down spots on the show. Yeah. No, it, it's not there. He has the look. Um but something is there's there's several things that's just not connecting, um, you know, in, in his defense, Bodie uh, Hayward, who is a good kind of uh, goon, a sidekick for Andre Chase. He's green. But, you know, they, they stuck Vaughn with with uh, with Robbie Stone, the Stone brand. But Robbie really hasn't, you know, been around much. He hasn't really said much other than. You know, making him a part of his team, and Robbie is great on the mic, and he hasn't been able to do anything. And then we're introduced to some smoke show at the at ringside during this match. So you throw that in. I have no idea who that was, but she's smoking hot. I'm sure it's someone from the performance center that's now is going to be involved. But 
I, I, I don't think that's going to help. I, I think he was booked badly in the beginning, and it just set the tone for his, his NXT 2.0 career, and it hasn't been very good at all. I mean, that should tell you because he don't have a match this Saturday at Stand and Deliver. So then after the match, Vaughn goes up to jacket time. God, I forgot about Kushida, too. I feel bad for him. Oh, felt man, like he was... was felt like he was starting to make some real strides. You know, he was having some awesome matches on TV and then they put him in the in the tag, which I didn't even hate if you don't have anything for him, but you still want him to be on TV and and have matches and you pair him up there, then that's fine. But yeah. they just seem like we haven't seen them in a while. And you stick him at the announcer's table? I mean, I come on. I mean, that's silly. I just, it don't make sense. You know, that honestly, that's some AEW stuff where, hey, look, we don't have anything for you, but you can, you know, come to the announce table. The Japanese announce table doing Japanese. Yeah, that was, that was tacky. Yeah, that was tacky. You know, I don't like it. it, Hopefully they get a run here soon because they're too talented not to, but I, I they're good in the ring. And 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 they are. It's funny. Hero is goofy too, and the crowd likes him. He's a good baby yeah, face. Yeah, and, and he's over. And I, I just this match wasn't very good, and it didn't end very well. Um, takes the jacket. Yeah, you know, it, just, it was just, it was silly. It was yeah. silly. Tony D cuts in a, a. We got a little vignette. It was like a pre-recorded one for him. He said Champa made a mistake by attacking him. He said he's going to remove Champa from NXT, and uh, it's going to be Champa's last match. He's going to take his rightful place at the top of the family. And he's going to be the new Don of NXT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be a fun match. Me too. Uh, Good I, stuff. I, I, I don't think Tommaso loses. I know a lot of people lose on their way out. Um, but Tommaso is, is is not leaving the company. He's just changing brand. I I, I think this, that's, this that's a good here, point, right? Now with... Yeah. It'll be interesting to see because we haven't seen them do this yet now. No. With this no. new year NXT where they're actually... Acting like NXT exists sure. You know for a no, while like they that. wouldn't even Reference that people were former NXT Champions or that they came up from NXT Now they're they're actually acting Like it exists with the back and forth With Braun going up and down and Ziggler Here so it'll be curious to see Is he You know we, we saw Pete Dunne didn't Like lose and on the way up right Right and and um, It's funny Pete Dunne You know he's, he's named Butch and I don't know if Butch. you saw Uh uh, Xavier tweeted something uh, And he said Because Pete Dunne talked about the Wrestlemania weekend And uh, and he tweeted Gonna be a fight in the ring Butch And then Xavier <laughs> responded Maybe uh, whatever you say I think you are gonna be done D-U-N-N-E oh, that's, yes, yeah. and, But then he had to delete the tweet I don't know why Because I saw it and then a few minutes later the tweet was deleted So I don't, I don't oh. know if, were, if they told him to take it down or something oh, but, uh, Yeah and, and look You know Pete Dunn They gave him that moniker from the Little Rascals I, I, was, a, mm-hmm. I was a huge Little Rascal fan Me too a little so spanky I, you know, I got the yeah, alfalfa and, thing going sometimes yeah, too Butch, In the back You know Butch was the guy right He, he would tra- He would Come and try to steal the girl And he had the little gang So I, I get it I think it's a little cheesy as character Hopefully this doesn't stick I, I don't know if WWE is all in on Butch Or not the, the name So hopefully he gets a chain uh, change But with Tommaso I think you know going up You know we saw the great promo that was taped You know earlier in the show I, I think Tommaso goes over here But I'm expecting one hell of a match Between these two The 
Joe Gacy Draco Anthony match uh, was yeah. next. Joe got the win. I I was I think we both were sort of intrigued by Joe and Harlan at the beginning, but yeah. now just I don't know. They they feel very unimportant. Yeah, and you can tell. Look, I, I mean, not if. And I hate to use this comparison because, you know, we talked earlier when you listened to the the WrestleMania 38 preview uh, when we referenced uh, Finn Balor and Ricochet as the United States champion and Intercontinental champion, respectively, who don't have a spot in these 14 or 15 matches in two days. Do they not feel as important? But they are. But on NXT, you can tell some of these guys who are not going to be on this card. I thought Gacy, they missed the boat early on here with him. I thought he was high. You called it when they put him in the title match right away. You said they should. It ruined it. It ruined it. it. He shouldn't have been in there and lost right away. Yeah. He he shouldn't. And then, then Harlan was this guy that, that they thought some could be the next, the second coming of Brock Lesnar. It hasn't caught on. Um, Draco Anthony from Houston, Texas. I've seen him a couple of times. He's really, really green. I don't think they know what to do with him. And then when you kind of stick these guys in situations where they don't know where they're going with, and hey, look, we're not hating on these people uh, as a person and what they're doing. It's just not connecting to us as fans. And then when you have people like that in the ring, it it makes for just a bad segment. And this, you know, I, I don't get them chasing Draco Anthony. And Draco, well, do I go? Do I not go? This, you know, it was just two back-to-back, you know, bad segments uh, for me. Didn't do anything for me at all. We then uh, moved to Braun Breaker. And uh, and this was good. You know, Braun says the whole world's coming to Dallas and he's going to be in the main event. Biggest match of his life. First title run was to prove everyone wrong. And he said, uh, you know, Ziggler's poison. He's giving nothing back to NXT. And he said NXT is his life. And this was... I thought this was a good babyface promo here. This was good, but I get my only my only gripe, and I can understand it's WrestleMania week. You have things going on here or there. I want this to be in the ring for the babyface. Yeah. I yeah. want them for the same thing I said about Cora Jade. I want them to be out there with the fans right before versus the video package that's set up. I just feel like that energy is a little bit better. When with the yeah. baby face, right? You know, in that last show before I go win the big title, or I want to win the big title, I want to hear your sell me on it one more time. Why do I want to watch this show and see you get the job done? It was interesting that Braun loses the title, and we we're all kind of, you know, what 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 are what are we doing here? But I think this is, I think it's been okay for him. For him, I agree. Uh, this is right. You know, this is, they want to give him the moment, the big moment at Mania weekend to get the win. It feels like right. Yeah, and I'm I'm all for that. I, I would have liked to have seen him in person, and we've been saying that for months. When Britt Baker was the AEW Women's Champion, uh, she got cold because her segments uh, or her promos were backstage. Uh, they probably weren't live; they were taped. Um, I, yeah, if this is your main event on Saturday afternoon, which it will be, um, it's going to be one hell of a match. But I would have. I didn't need him to close the show and for Dolph to come out there and him and rude to attack him. I don't need to see anything like that, but I would have liked to have seen some pop and some crowd get behind him, some live interaction uh, heading into Dallas this weekend. Nikita Lyons picks up a dub. That's nice. They just continue to build her. You could tell they like her. She's unique. And the the crowd loves her and the, you know, the internet loves her too. So she's someone that's good. I, 
go slow with her. You know, yes. you don't have to yeah. go like push her into the title match right away, but just don't like let her keep stacking wins, get a nice slow burn, let us really start to like her and continue to like her. Nikita gets the victory there and um Diamond Mine uh it was a little promo with them hyping up the match at the end of the night and then uh, the Creed brothers who uh will have their big match. And then we got that main event that we talked about. Cameron Grimes got the win over uh Roderick Strong and A Kid and they all set up with some promos to lead to the big match that we're going to have at Stand and Deliver which is on the card. So let's quickly run through it. We've talked about most of these matches, but here's what the card looks like. We've got that Carmelo Santos Solo Sokoa, Grayson Waller, Cameron Grimes. You think they opened it with this thing? Uh I would assume that uh or the the tag team match or the I, tags. Either one of yeah, those would be good. It's going to be a hot it's going to be a hot start. It's going to be interesting, you know, that's a big arena in Dallas that they're working in, the American Airlines where the Dallas Mavericks play. Um you know, you got it's it's eleven o'clock Central Time, local time. Um, so I would definitely. God, I might definitely, go. I might go, Chad. Dude, I'm thinking. Just I, do it. I'm thinking about it. it. I, on on that show, that would that would. I could go to that ticket. show. Get yeah, in cheap ticket. Cheap get ticket. a cheap ticket. Get in really easy. It's early in the day. I think it's really close to where I'm staying too. I'm not oh, joking. Perfect. I think it's like ten minutes away from perfect. where I'm staying, and then I can go out with my buddies the rest of the night. And I That's bet you it. one or two of my buddies would even want to come with me. Well, yeah, absolutely. Dude, the show is going to be cool, and it's going to be early in the day, and I'm going to be right there. I'm good. I'm really really, these. Yeah, these NXT shows are fantastic, and I, you know, with a hot start. Oh yeah, I, I I think, uh, I'm expecting Carmelo to keep the title here, but man, that's going to be that's going to be a hot start here Saturday morning. So, you mentioned the tag match. Let's hit that one next. Uh, Imperium versus the Creed Brothers versus MSK. I wouldn't be shocked. I guess. I would be surprised if Imperium won. Yes. I wouldn't be shocked if MSK won doing something healy, maybe like a low blow or something to the Creed brothers and then like flip them off and then they win. But I it feels like it's the Creed brothers time. You know, they're over. Like if it were me, I'd be putting the belts on the Creed brothers here. Yeah, and I think I think they need to pin uh Imperium here. I it, if you're going to go the route of MSK uh heels which I don't know. They just seem to have a hard time turning guys and gals heels uh, that you think would be a good natural fit. But um, I, I, with what they've been doing with the Creed brothers here, I, I would think this is their championships, their time. We then get to a cool sort of grudge match where we got LA Knight versus Gunther. I, I would be shocked if LA Knight wins this match, <laughs> but it'll be fun. And this crowd is going to be, Eating him up, he's gonna yeah. The American <laughs> American Airlines Arena, yeah. I like that. Look at you. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna be a blast in that big arena with the crowd, and we'll get to see Gunther just slap the shit out of him. <laughs> Man, I hope La Knight's got his receipt book ready because Gunther's gonna give him some chops, and I know La Knight's gonna want his receipts. You know, the curious thing, the interesting thing out of this match is going to be where does L.A. Knight go from here? And where does uh, Gunther go? Right, because if L.A. Knight loses, this is like his fourth or fifth. It has to go up. Match. You got nothing else to, to do. Up. You got nobody right. else to put over. And and then you're, uh, you're going to start worrying about, like, losing so much that it, it doesn't matter when you lose anymore, when people beat you. Cesaro type. Right? right? It doesn't. So have a fun 15-minute match with these two guys. 
Gunther goes over LA Knight looks strong as a baby face Maybe you even get some interference You know like sure, from one Ethereum. of the other guys Or yeah. Ethereum or something cheap To help keep LA Knight strong In his losses I will say He doesn't usually look awful in the in the losses Right he looks no, good no. He has a good match but he ends up losing Because of some cheap stuff or some Cheating so I think that's probably the way you go And then maybe you have Gunther head over And uh, and face Braun if he wins Yeah I, I, I think it would hurt Gunther more if he lost than Completely agree LA Knight. But LA Knight you know If they're moving him up you know A, a loss is fine but Gunther definitely needs to be the the hot contender coming up because I think we saw something there already with him and Braun. So I would think uh, Gunther would be the number one contender uh, coming out of the weekend. I agree. We then get to the Tommaso versus Tony D match. Now I I wouldn't. I'm maybe I'm a little more fifty on this. I wouldn't be shocked okay. if they did put Tony D over in some sort of a weird way, but I can. I understand what you're saying, and I am kind of curious with this new version of NXT. Since we're all going to see Champa up on the main roster, do you want to have him lose and maybe not look all that strong before you have him on Monday Night Raw? I think they have big plans for him. Yeah, uh, I, just something is telling me. Look, this guy didn't appear on Raw a couple of times for no reason. Uh, th- this is not a Killer Cross type deal, and I'm sorry to to bring that back up. Um, this guy is uh, is an OG, right? From NXT. I mean, he's. I mean, he had the chair with the dates on it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm with you that if Tony D won, but I just think it fits the end of this story uh, that Tommaso closes the book on NXT because after this, I don't think we see Tommaso on Tuesday nights ever again. No, and I don't think. See, you shouldn't see Tommaso. This is a good point to reset because now Champa and Dunn, who's now up as, and as Butch and LA Knight, some of the the people that were in NXT for a while as like the veterans, I think they've done what they needed to do now because yeah. now we know the the rest of the roster. Sure, right? We know Carmelo, we know Grimes, we know Braun, we know the girls, we know. So now we know all of them. We're invested in them. It, you couldn't have just brought all of these new people out at once. You needed there to be a Champa. You needed there to be LA Knight. You needed there to be Grimes still around. Like you needed some of the people to still be there for everybody to watch. Because if you just throw a new show out with a bunch of new people, they would have been like, "Who the hell are all these people?" Now, now the time is right for LA Knight to move up. For um, you know, you know, Dolph will will do what he did. He moves back up, and then Champa moves back up, and and you know, you can help put the focus on everybody else. We'll see if that means Champa wins. Or loses Tony D gets a good spot though Against Hey let me ask you this Gino If if Cody Rhodes is out of the equation Okay and we had No Cody Rhodes talk Wouldn't you mind if Tommaso or LA Knight coming out there to challenge Seth Rollins Oh that would be cool as hell That would be really cool I'd love that you're right That's what's funny about expectations and perception right Because there's always going to be something There's going to be something at Mania on Probably on both days there's going to be a massive swerve. I don't know what it's going to be. There's going to be surprises, whether it's a, a we thought this guy was going to retain or this gal was going to retain or we thought they were going to lose. I, there's going to be some swerves here. Don't think you're going to see NXT on Saturday. Anybody come up Sunday? Somebody could get involved. I, I don't know. But if Cody wasn't involved, 
man, that place I think would erupt if L.A. Knight came. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, they and, would. And, and challenge <laughs> Seth Rollins, but that, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of big futures. I don't know which brand I would w- want to see Tommaso or L.A. I think L.A. would fit in right on on SmackDown on Friday nights, but they're both so good it doesn't matter where they go. He is. There's. He's one of a few people in wrestling right now that makes me just genuinely like smile. Like I kind of used to when I was a kid when he comes out Because there, we talk about how the baby faces aren't really booked well or treated well no. And he's no. not even really booked well But he's just over with the yes. crowd And so seeing him just be over and come out And just the, like how he's smiling And it just is the energy that's there is I love it, it's cool And every time he comes out I'm, I'm, I'm smiling right away And a uh, couple more matches on NXT Before we uh, shift over talk a little AEW We've got Toxic Attraction versus Raquel and Dakota um, Yeah, I mean, we talked all about this one And then the Mandy, Cora, Io, Kaylee we, we spoke a lot about these women's matches to start I I think Toxic Attraction is doing a really good job In particular, I don't think the women should lose the tag titles Gigi and JC, I think, have been doing really well But God, the way they put Raquel and Dakota together Now, you wonder... Like you said, is there something with Wendy Chu? Does she end up getting involved here? Maybe. Um, but I, I just wouldn't like to see Toxic Attraction lose all of the belts on the on the one night. But I, I think that's where they're headed, and I wouldn't be shocked if Raquel and Dakota win, and then Cora should win. So that's what I'm gonna say. It, but it should have been Cora Mandy one on one, and it should have been Toxic Attraction versus a different tag team. You know, here. So that's my concern. Both of these matches, I think, will be really good, though. I, I agree. I, you know, if Toxic Attraction loses all the titles, um, they're going to be in trouble, probably. Um, I, I, you, you can you can have a program where they chase, which is fine, but eventually they be you know quote unquote become less attract uh, attractive as a a storyline. Um, if you had to pick one of them had to retain, would you rather the? I, I would assume you would rather uh, the tag titles stay with. Yeah, I feel like they. Right? I just feel uh, like they don't. Those. Yeah, because I don't. I just don't feel like they. There's the team is the right team to beat them. You know, no, and I don't think they've had the belts long enough or defended them enough. To M- even, enough. No. You know? No. With with Cora, it. I don't like how they put this in the Fatal Four Way, but it does. They've built up Cora. She's been built yeah, for oh, a while yeah. like the person that was supposed to win this match at Wrestle on the WrestleMania weekend show. So she at least feels like she's supposed to win this. And then for whatever reason, if they go in a different direction, like EO, I don't like, but the the choice of that, but EO is awesome. Like she's incredible. You know, it's not like she's gonna tank the brand or anything. She's great, but, <laughs> but she just doesn't it would be it's so weird that they put her back in there. This would have been better with the one-on-one with Cora. Uh, Koopa Loop, we got the main event Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler Gotta be the uh, the babyface standing tall sure. here with Braun I mean, Braun's dad is going into the Hall of Fame on Friday This is, a, And they're referencing the Steiner stuff And they're talking about it So oh, gotta yeah. be Braun winning and getting a hug Celebrating with dad after the match, right? 100%, yeah, he comes out um, It's, you know, confetti um, I mean, maybe we know, even get maybe we even get him helping in the corner if I could see Rude trying to pull some sh- shisty stuff, and then here comes good call. Rick, 
Rick, yeah, you know, good call. I, I definitely save. he's going to get involved in this match, whether it's during or, or after we see him. It's only fitting because that's going to help Braun go over even more because th- this is now the official passing of the torch of the NXT title. Not that that Dolph has had it for a long period of time, but this is now putting Braun over as the man on Tuesday nights. When you got Rick Steiner, heck, I remember when when. When Rick Steiner was Rob Rick Steiner in the old Mid-South UWF days, and I'm like, man, that's that sure is a weird name. And then, you know, they kind of changed it up. But, yeah, he, he gets involved here, and I like that. I think Bobby's out, shenanigans. Um, we get a couple of false finishes. Rick comes out, helps out, and then, boom, the confetti, and a lot of barking uh, as, uh, Gino uh, runs, uh, 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 as Gino runs to go get in his Uber to go to uh, the bachelor party. As then I head on over, exactly, as I head on over, <laughs> I'll meet you guys out there. Oh, it's going to be a long day of wrestling on Saturday as uh, Stand and Deliver opens things up, and uh, and then we'll head to WrestleMania night one and WrestleMania night two. It'll be sort of a quieter week for AEW, but we will uh, head on over there and talk about what happened on Dynamite and uh, just kind of rolling through the results. CM Punk beat Max Caster, John Moxley beat Jay Lethal, FTR beat the Gun Club, Brian Danielson beat Wheeler Yuta, Tony Storm showed up. Shout out to Tony Storm. She beat the Bunny, and Andrade Del Idolo beat Darby Allen. Didn't have a problem with this episode. I thought it was uh, fine. I thought it was a lot of the the results and stuff were, were pretty entertaining. Um, f- few things throughout that I'm gonna question, but I was I was popping for the Max Caster rap right off the bat. <laughs> he said something along the line of, you know, he made a Will Smith joke, and he said something along the lines of Will of a uh, punk. Trying, you know, you think you're the voice of the voiceless. From what I hear from women, you always leave them moistless. You know, oh. it was, I was dying. It was, it, it made me laugh so hard there. So that popped me. And he, you know what? Caster's got a good look to him too. You know, like he's, he's got a good look. You know, the rap gimmick thing is, you know, but he can speak, he can talk on the mic. He can cut sure. a promo. And I think they were all. I think they were all popping too because Cena was asked about him uh, yesterday or recently, and uh, Cena said, "Oh, he's you know he didn't talk about his in ring performance, but he he said he has he's known of his rap skills and and they're very very good." Cool. So, yeah. So yeah. this was Punk getting the win, and Punk. Um, this is back to back. Back to back shows where Punk is opened in the ring, right? Opened in the ring, cut the little promo, yeah. or, or right afterwards talks about the title. So and definitely you call that too. We we yep. we talked about this. Punk now has to be. We, we've got to get back on track, and we'll talk about it in just a second. We got to get this AEW World Championship title picture. We got to get this crap back on track because 100%. it is off the rails right it now. Is. And I think Punk is the guy to go to. Absolutely, you get there to Punk in a month within the next month or two. I think he's the, he's got to be the guy you put the belt on there, and he is. It was like a little short promo, but it was good. And this match, I I thought last week's match I liked a little bit better, the one with Dax. But this was sort yes, of similar. Yeah. It was another you know good opener. You know, Punk's gonna win this match, and you just keep stacking some wins for him along the way. Afterwards, he says, you know, I'm getting older. I'm not gonna be around forever, but. I am definitely going to be the world's champion before I finish here in AEW. 
And um, we oh, then we get MJF. He's with Mark Sterling back there, and Wardlow uh, or Mark Mark Sterling pulls up the pictures of Wardlow, and he tells security that he can't uh, they can't let him in. The Pentacles back there, and so we we this was a big, very important show. For FTR and I don't think it's a coincidence Koopa Loop because we saw these guys <laughs> A few weeks ago Maybe post on social media or talk about how Things haven't gone exactly The way they hoped We figured they'd come in as this hot tag team Be at the top of the card all the time And they've been in a faction And kind of in the background For a while They've only had the one good match Or the one match, not good match The one match against the Young Bucks And now in the last few weeks since that They're getting a lot more TV time It looks like they're doing <laughs> a, Getting a big baby face turn They're getting multiple segments throughout the night And they called out the Young Bucks And they challenged them for a match So it seems like uh, You know it's funny to laugh about But if that's the case if that's why It's smart by Tony Khan if he felt oh, that yeah. they were If they were frustrated Hey you know what let's get, let's get them happy Because this is a really good tag team These guys are talented and I like what they're doing with them. Now they feel a little more authentic as heels, but I'm okay with a like a little babyface turn and a run for them as babyfaces. Yeah, this was the one, uh, the one not a guy because they're a tag team, but of all the people that were under the WWE umbrella that needed to get out because they were just they they got the Moxley treatment right at, at the end they they were in comedy skits they weren't in matches yep, it was these guys i mean have the ftr uh, free the revival as well yeah. you know is is what they were doing and they come in and they just i don't know i i, I didn't like that Tully Blanchard was with them i really don't like them I, I think I, I know I don't like this pinnacle stuff being brought up, but if you're going to have them turn it, I guess it does make sense for them to start having problems with MJF and uh, Mark Sterling, because you do see FDR in a match later on the night with the gun club. And then, you, you know, then you have problems after the match and then MJF have to get, has to get involved. Um, it's a weird way to go about doing it, but they do deserve a run. They got to stay healthy. That was their problem in WWE, and that's been a mm-hmm. little problem here in AEW. They that's have true. to be healthy. They've been bitten by the injury bug, but uh, it sure is interesting that they go on Twitter a couple of weeks ago that they're now accepting indie bookings. And the next thing you know, I mean, two or three weeks in a row, they they've been a main component of your of your Dynamite show. Yep, they get the win, and they kept telling MJF, "Look, hey, Wardlow's our buddy too. Just keep us out of this. You know, yeah. you can whatever yeah. you want to do with him, but don't get us involved." And MJF says. You know, Wardlow used to talk crap about you guys all the time. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was that was, really fun. That was <laughs> yes. really stupid, but it was like you could. Because I a, would have done that too. Like, right? Hey, wait a minute, he called you guys. You know, he said you're of, fat and you're stupid yeah. and you're losers. You know, it just it was just <laughs> stay like, hurt all the time. I, so funny, <laughs> so funny. Um, hey, you know what? They they um he didn't get the W, but this was a good showing for Jay Lethal. You know, they had him out there against Moxley. They let him go for a while. I there were two or three spots where. They had a, a machismo. I I always pop at the music when you get the little macho man at the oh, beginning yeah. of the music, oh, yeah. you know. Um, and so hey, this is, you know, he's not on dark or elevation. And if you're not going to have him win, but you have him losing matches like this, what was it, Adam Cole last week, and then this one, like this isn't a bad spot for Jay Lethal. I don't I don't mind this seeing him on the TV. He's good in ring. You have him go for ten or fifteen minutes. I'm just sort of surprised that. 
we haven't heard from him at all. The guy right. can That's talk, what I'm missing. Yeah, and he's, he's a really entertaining. He's, he's a funny. promo machine. He's funny. Like, let him cut some promos before his matches, even if it's on whoever he faces. Like, I could he could have cut a funny promo, I'm sure, on Moxley and William Regal and you know, and, and Regal and Daniel and Brian Danielson all together. It it would have been something goofy, but give this guy the mic a little bit more. But I, I like seeing him on the TV. He's he's talented and at least like he's getting some use. Him it hasn't been by I haven't missed that it's that he and FTR have both been given a lot more TV time in the last few weeks. No, I'm I, I told you last week, uh I'm a Jay Lethal guy, and there's not everyone who watches professional wrestling knows that Jay Lethal, how great he was in Ring of Honor and New Japan. There there's just not that and TNA. You, you have, yeah. Yeah. It, you, you just you just have to give some of these people the quality time and and hopefully they're starting to see a different type of footing because if you take the last couple of weeks of dynamite, man, they sure are spotlighting a lot of old WWE guys that have came over, come over. I mean, you're seeing punk Mm -hmm. Moxley and and Danielson in in singles matches, which I thought they were last week. They were like, Hey, look, we're, we're a tag team step up. They were split. Um, Tony storm Andrade was in the main event. You're right. Uh, it was all. Think know, about that. Look, CM yeah, Punk, John Moxley. The winners of the matches were CM Punk, John okay. Moxley, FTR, FTR, Brian Danielson. The Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament Qualifier match was Tony Storm winning, and Andrade El Idolo won. Now those aren't all people that were just WWE or NXT people, but they most recently made a lot of their money and they got. A bigger name because of WWE or hey, NXT and, and Gino I'm not crapping On it I am actually giving them Kudos for this is what This is what you've got to do Now you don't want all of the, These WWE people To be uh, your, your champions, champions Every and time I, and, and get and over everyone when... yeah, look, and I understand, look and I understand that In the beginning we talk about this a lot With Jericho being your first title holder Even though now we you know, they, they dropped the ball. It should have been Adam Page. But this is what's going to do it for, for for these guys. This is how you start getting some legitimacy from some of these other guys and girls who are on this on this show. Again, you know, where was Keith Lee? Where was House of Black? Where, you know? Those guys are like on Friday. It's funny. It's almost like what taste. WCW used to do with, with Thunder, Thunder, right? Where Ooh, it's like yeah, they, they so feel like they're Friday Night Rampage. That's they yeah, feel like that's their show. And, and this Friday, and this Friday night's no different. You have Keith Lee, Powerhouse, Powerhouse Hobbs, House of Black versus Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Fuego del Sol. So, but but it's it's getting better. Some of the matches, it is. Uh, it, it is. The, now, I thought look, the pa- the pacing of this show was a lot better too. It, it, it didn't is. feel it was, like there were a million things they were trying to squeeze in to hit you over the head with. And I think what you were kind of getting at too with. The thing is about a lot of these WWE talents is what what you know about them is they're all really experienced and really seasoned yes. and they've been on live TV a bunch and they know what they're doing there, you know. They're It's been more enjoyable the last 2 weeks. I thought I so to too. Say it. Sorry guys and girls. No, I thought it's I just like I thought the flow It's just was, smoother because you a, have that you you have more seasoned wrestlers in the ring 
and we're not botching everything up and, and, and make, making light of situations. It's just, it's just been more enjoyable. And I'm saying that as a positive, not as a negative. What did Jericho say next? He said, <laughs> we are the worldwide leader in sports entertainment. You know, the, the, the line that the, it was the old WWE line, the yes. WWF line from back in like the, the night. Oh, it was the Jericho <laughs> Appreciation Society. Uh, he is the influencer. I mean, this is goofy. He says anyone else that wants to join, they can GFY. Um, Daniel Garcia is <laughs> mocking Santana and Ortiz and uh, Kingston. And then um, here they come. Everybody's got a bra- brawling backstage. And uh, and then they end up going out to the ringside and uh, everyone's brawling. Here comes Jake Hager. He cleans house. So we'll get, I'm sure, a big brawl with these guys coming up. They're just continuing to build with these factions that that line that line was funny that got me the, the worldwide leader um, <laughs> and now you know it, so is smart mark sterling kind of doing like a like a mick in from rocky here is is that what we're supposed to believe because he was trying to give uh leva bates the librarian as a, as the opponent for jade's 30th victory and jade said she wants someone more serious tougher so i, I keep thinking about you know rocky 3 with mick <laughs> When Rocky says, uh, come on, you know, he says, they was bums, Rock. They was bums. You know, he, he starts telling them how, he's, how he set them all up. Clever Lang, he's not a bum, Rock, you know, and don't want to <laughs> don't want to worry about Mr. T there. He's going to get you. So this was, was smart Mark, you know, setting up some easy wins for Jade along the way. But now Jade wants someone tough and they're going to go with Marina Shafir. They actually showed a video package on her again. That's a little thing. That's a positive. They showed me this girl, a video package of her about 30 minutes before. So now I knew who Marina Shafir was. All it took was a minute, but they showed me some of her wins on dark and elevation. We've been clamoring for this kind of thing for, for months. And I hope they dig further in her background. For those who don't know, she's a former MMA professional fighter. And she was supposed to be in the, you know, we all heard about the four horsewomen, right? Well, she was one of them. She was supposed to be in that group with Ronda Rousey. NXT and everything they came in, too. Yeah. You know, and she and she is the significant other of Roderick Strong. They have a child together. Um, she was supposed to be kind of like the Ivy Nile of the group. It didn't work out. Um, she is someone, my only concern is she is someone that's still relatively new. She trains hard. Um, she's a wonderful human being, but this is the type of stuff that you want. Um, when you're bringing new talent in like this, who are not watching Mondays and Tuesdays on YouTube, uh, this is what you do. You show a package, you dive into her, and this is what going to be Jade's 30th opponent. I'm just hoping this match, um, uh, I'm worried about the match. Delivers. No, that's, I, that's what I'm worried about, about the because they're both kind of green. They are. They are. That's the concern. They between the two of them, how many James Mitchell wrestled thirty matches, right? right. Marie, she Shafir hasn't wrestled many either. So no, no, they're both really cool, good athletes, and you can tell they're high on her with the video package they showed. And um, fingers crossed. I hope this is good. Jade looked like a star, man. She looks like a star more and more Love each and every week. Love the build. And, and she's been, you know, she's still not there yet in the ring. She still will have some moments, but it's kind of like a she does take a step forward and then it's not like she takes two steps back. She just kind of takes like one step forward, one step back, 
You know, it's like she'll have a good match and then the next one will be like, eh. But then the next one, she'll it'll be a little bit better and she sort of leans into her strengths more. It's all about how they book her. Don't give me 15, 20 minute matches with her. No, She's got to still no. Goldberg like, you know, that's it's got to be real impressive. The next match was very impressive. Wheeler Yuta, man, he's good in ring. And um, they got to make you, they're, they're sort of making you care about him a little bit more. But this dude can take a beating and feels like the, Regal likes him and I think he's going to be someone that's added to their group pretty soon. So Regal's so great when he's on commentary, he's awesome. And uh you know you you know when you get Brian Danielson and Moxley out there for their matches, they're going to they're going to do uh, really good work in the, and and that's why this show felt pretty good. You had like you said, you had a Punk match, a Moxley match, an FTR match, a Brian Danielson match, <laughs> a Tony Storm match, and an Andrade Darby Allen match. And all of them you know that at the very least, they're not going to give you a train wreck in there, or it's not just going to be a bunch of crazy spots over and over. They're going to tell the story with their match, also. So that's why I think it was a pretty like solid episode, top to bottom. Yeah, and you talk about Wheeler, and it was funny because a lot of people were showing the slap from uh, what last week or was it two weeks ago um, with Regal and Euler. In the ring, that's a slap. Not not what Will Smith did to, to Chris Rock. That's a that's a slap. I, I could see him joining, and, and and I like it. And it was a strong, solid match. Uh, if you're not into him, I think you will be because I think he ends up joining uh, this group. Brian Danielson picked up the win there. Following that, we had Adam Cole and Red Dragon appear. They've got the titles with the. <laughs> With their names on, written in on tape over the nameplates, so I, I thought this was kind of cringy. Honestly, I, I didn't, didn't like, like it at all. I didn't like the segment at all, and I like Cole a lot. We oh, both like Cole a lot. He lost, didn't really have an excuse for losing, and just keeps acting like he should be the champ. And I know that's a, a heel thing, but it comes off kind of delusional yeah. more than than it is like a badass heel. And you know, here come. Kyle O'Reilly was starting to cut a promo He says Everybody loves us, we're cool But then he so like I said I had too much champagne at the party And he sits down <laughs> in the middle of the Like what the hell was What's this? Wrong with you? And Bobby Fish was fine But he said you know we're the best In the world I know everybody wants to say that the best in the world stuff But it's like he said You can stack our resume up against anyone else's In the world Really? No you can't I don't think you can like, you know, yeah, this guy was brought in. He he was, he lost several matches. I, I just think stealing the title stuff is so played out now. Look, when Stone Cold threw the title off the bridge, right. And into the water, it, it, it's hard to duplicate stuff like that. I, I've never been one for stealing the title unless it's the 24 seven gimmick stuff. I, it just didn't mean anything to me. Then you have a brawl, you know, you have, Lucha Express come out with Christian Cage And I thought somebody had said it During the week Look at Edge he, he's, he's working AJ Styles at Wrestlemania And his best friend is managing A dinosaur and Tarzan He doesn't even get it's in the ring like, And he doesn't know It's just like And it just wasn't that long ago Where he was the he beat, world champion He beat Omega He beat Omega yeah. He beat Omega for that impact title And it was like And he was in the well, main really event of that pay-per-view <laughs> God It's just it's weird because You wonder with him With Mark Henry With Big Show With those guys 
I mean, they got to be okay with it, I guess, because sure. they're they're not on TV more. You figure they would be, or they would be wrestling more if they wanted to. But part of the reason why those guys left and went from WWE is because they they said they've got more to give and they got more left <laughs> in the tank. And they were they didn't like that they were just sort of treated like an old veteran type. You know, we would have at least been getting some Christian and Edge tag team matches. Absolutely, we would have at least gotten some of those, and probably a match between the two of them again. Yes, and so I, at Mania. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like this. Yeah, not a cool segment. I no. did think a cool segment was to give Thunder Rosa her due. Which she got was the, at so least so poorly done last last week. week. It was brutal. You know, this was a makeup, and I will tell you this. I know we've talked about Tony Storm. I don't know why Tony Storm needs to be in this Owen Hart Memorial Cup tournament. I would have had Tony Storm run in on Thunder Rosa and attack her that's, right away. That's what I, I. I just, but I thought what they did to Thunder Rosa last was week better. Was this was this yeah. was better. She was get, got better. a chance to talk a little bit and say that, um, you know. Bree or Brit calls herself a pillar a Pillar Pillars get knocked down But I'm a foundation and I want to be one of the foundations She called out Nyla And she wants to wrestle Some of the best and she's going to defend it So yeah she got a moment here This just should have been what they did this week Yeah, And, 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 and what, do we, what do we do with Brit now I know cow. Hey and Ruby Soho Where, yeah. where I mean Where dude, is she She's at the end of the line now Where is she Ruby, yeah. who we thought was going to be the big deal to maybe come in and beat Brit, she's nowhere to be found. We're going to have Thunder and Nyla. Nyla cut a promo uh, with the uh, right after this. Just a, she said she will cement her legacy in Thunder's blood, and she will be a genie, <laughs> abracadabra, bitch. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, Tony Storm got a big pop, man, and yeah, uh, Tony Storm, good. the crowd loves her. Fantastic. She looks great. She's good in the ring and. What's interesting about this is that, you know, we were just where is Tony for weeks and weeks and weeks on SmackDown, and then she gets on SmackDown and she's in a feud with Charlotte and she asks to leave. Like while she's <laughs> while yeah. she the whole time that she wasn't on TV didn't get an opportunity, and then she finally was in like a main event feud with Charlotte, and then she asked to leave. We and we never know what's going on with people behind closed doors, but. She sure looked excited. She looked like she really enjoyed the fact that everybody knew who she was and she got a big pop. And yes. it's a little thing too. I know Excalibur wasn't going to mention WWE or NXT, but he was at least giving us some of who she was, stardom, some things about her. It 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 feels like there's been a directive over the last few weeks for them. And it needs to be. People saying, "Hey, look, not everybody watches every independent wrestling show, AEW Dark Elevation, BT, BTE, they don't watch all of the New Japan stuff. And so you've got to explain some of these things to us. You've got to act like we've never seen them before and help us out here. And just the small video packages and a couple of the little things they did, they go a long way, Coop. We get annoyed when WWE does them, but they help us understand the stories that they want to tell and how they want to present these people. That's why the show has been more tolerable. It just has. Uh, it's the subtle things. It's the little things you can do. And we talk about it with WWE all the time. If you would just do these these little promos before a match, or if you're going to start this feud and it only lasts one or two weeks and have somebody cut a promo, it's just the little things. I, and you said it last week. I don't think that every fan that watches your show 
every Wednesday, every Wednesday night. Um, it's going to know all the backgrounds that everyone gets yeah, true. They're out there, but I, heck, I even don't. There, there's some that I have to look up. A lot Me of these either. New Japan guys, I have no clue who they are. And don't None. make you, and don't make us feel like we're not cool because we don't. We're not dumb because we or, don't. Or we're stupid, or we're not like a great, were or we're not the best like wrestling that. fan in the world because we don't know all of these things, or that person's theme music, or this person's whatever, you know. Just and I felt tell like us a that's little bit what more. they were doing to us, and that's why it was hard for me to to come to grips with watching this on Wednesday night without having a bitter taste in my mouth because I felt like they thought, oh, well, you can't. Well, sit you're with stupid, us Chad. Because, you didn't yeah. watch uh, New Japan's pay per view four years ago, or you didn't yeah, watch you, this. You don't watch. You, know. me. you don't remember what ROH did in '96. Well, no, uh, a lot of other people no, don't either because ROH no, wasn't wasn't in many homes and no. it wasn't selling but a lot it, of tickets. It, and you, the things they have done to improve the telecast. Has made it a lot more enjoyable. Hey, look, we're, we're, we can talk till we're blue in the face about these ratings. You and I, and I think the rest of the world knows that AEW is just not going to beat or ever get those WWE type ratings. That's a fact you have to accept. And hopefully people are starting to accept that because when that is your number one goal, your, your weekly show is going to suffer. And guess what? The we don't want. We're down a little bit this week compared to last week, but the shows have been better. The show was right? fine. They you don't need to do the big and and this week, which you even had a big announcement, but it wasn't like there there was a surprise announcement, but it wasn't. Tony Khan wasn't pushing it and acting like it was going to be the biggest thing in the entire world and something that's going to change the industry. You don't need to oversell all the time on these big big surprises, and it was better. It felt good, and people were excited to see. Tony Storm and she beat the bunny And she moves on In uh, in this tournament And we close things out with Andrade El Idolo with Jose Versus Darby Allen and Andrade Got the win there's a lot kind of Happened at the end with the butcher and the blade Kind of got a little schmozzy And then you get Sting and the Hardy Boys coming out So Positive Andrade gets the win I don't really love all of the stuff that he's involved in with the butcher and the blade, it's kind of weird to me, honestly. The whole pairing of all of them, Darby and Sting and the Hardys, I can I can understand why they're together, but it does feel like Darby continues to get, get shuffled down the card a lot more than where he should be. And uh, when's the last time Darby has won a match? Uh, uh, I mean, again, like we a singles about TV how match, like guy- a you know. A good solid match. This was a guy who, for three or four weeks in a row last year during the pandemic, um, he, he was main eventing each week. He he had the what the the TNT title. Um, he was doing crazy things. He's the cool kid. I'm with you. Andrade doesn't need to be involved with any of this. His work uh, speaks for itself. You saw it in the match. The dude can go. I thought it was interesting there at the end of the show to just have to have this, you know, prototype. Hey, we have to finish with a brawl. And Hardy got Jeff Hardy got a little sloppy with his swanton. He kind of, you know, he, he kind of butchered it a little bit. But, you know, all in all, it, you know, for what for what it's worth, it was a strong show. And I think you have to give AEW credit for at least trying to change some things, put some people in place, even if that means putting some of these people that have been there since the beginning on the sidelines because they weren't getting the job done. That was 
AEW Koopaloop, my man. It is WrestleMania week. We have so much happening. So we're recording this on Thursday. Friday, we've got uh, SmackDown, a couple SmackDown uh, WrestleMania matches. We've got The Undertaker getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Saturday, we've got NXT stand and deliver and WrestleMania night one. Sunday, we've got WrestleMania night two. Monday, we've got the Raw after Mania. Tuesday, we've got NXT. And then an AEW will be back on Wednesday. Whew, going to be a lot coming up. Uh, Austin, possibly Cody Rhodes. Are you ready for it, Koopa Loop? Are you pumped? I think I am. It's uh, it, it's going to be a long weekend, but it's something I look forward to. Uh, a lot of surprises, and it'll be fun following along on social media and seeing some of these indie shows. I think Impact has a big show Friday night. Yep. Their I might, get, I might find myself in stumbling to one of those 2 o'clock in the morning uh, independent Dude, shows. Yeah, you know, like somewhere, 14, right? 15 people there. There's like yeah. 20 people there. And Matt Cardona is defending, uh, you know, the internet, the, 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 the Impact a social media champion, digital Getting champion. Getting on by Matt Cardona, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. That would be funny. You shoot him a finger and he, yeah, it'd be great. But now this is, look, man, since uh, the last five, six months, we've been marching towards this weekend. And uh, we closed the chapter on what we've been doing. And after this weekend, it opens a new chapter for a lot of different guys, girls, man. And uh, it, it's a fun ride. And, uh, it's going to be a, a really f- a fun weekend. Koopaloo, buddy, thank you so much for all your help and all your hard work. And like you said, this is a big week for us. You, you helped us out even more, pulling double duty. And I uh, love you, brother. Thanks so much for being a good friend and helping us out here on That's What G Said. And uh, we'll have a lot to recap next week. You got it, Gino. Koopaloop, make sure to give him a follow at the Chad Cooper. And do not go anywhere, folks, as the WrestleMania madness continues on. I'm headed to Dallas, but it's not for WrestleMania. How weird is that? Um, maybe I get I get into gotta get into a couple shows here or there. Big thanks to Chad Cooper for helping us out, giving us a bunch of his time, and Andrew and Darren. Uh, it's always nice talking uh, talking about something that you have fun and you enjoy with your buddies. So big wrestling week for all of us nerdy wrestling fans. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be recapping the big week next week right here. On That's What G Said. If you're looking for horse racing, don't worry. We've got that coming. We've got Friday and Saturday. What? Friday, Sam Houston. Friday, Santa Anita. Saturday, Sam Houston. Saturday, Santa Anita. Saturday, Gulfstream. Full. And we'll talk some stable duel stuff. And then Mary Rampolini joins me to talk about the Oaklawn Saturday Stakes, the Arkansas Derby. And we recap some of the uh, the Sam Houston Texas Champions Day stuff. So, whoo, lot this week on That's What G Said. So you want your daily dose of